0: Hello, boys and girls, and welcome yet again to another episode of Creepy Kitsch. What the hell are we on, 8? Uh,
1: it's episode 8. Okay,
0: this is Stace.
1: And this is Sins. And, uh, Isn't that
0: cute? <laughs> yeah, we're adorable. We prompted each other.
1: I, I feel like we should, like, sit there and sing, Sister, sister...
0: <laughs> you know, I had that I fucking song stuck in my head the other night when I was taking a shower. Well, because I like Danny Kay.
1: Do you want to start with a horror crush, or do you not have anyone for Horror crush?
0: Um, let's do the weekly fuck off instead. While I think about okay, a horror crush. I knew it. <laughs> All right, you get to lead That's in okay. with this I one. Actually fought this
1: I actually spot jeer. I this this episode I actually have a crush for a change. Instead of went out of my ass while we frantically vamp. So.
0: Do? <laughs> well, what would would you so, rather do? The horror crush. I mean.
1: No, 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 let's start with weekly Fuck Off because I got the tale.
0: Okay, you tell the tale.
1: All right, do you want me to go first? Yeah,
0: go ahead. Cause mine is mine. All mine right. pisses me off, so I got okay, well, to build up to it. Well, this
1: one's actually—it pissed both of us off at the time. It's a delightful story. Oh yes, it is. So, uh, so pretty much, this is—it's my weekly fuck off, but it's also just kind of an excuse share a fantastic antidote of me and Stacy's life. Uh, as most of you have heard us mention that, um, every once in a while, Stacy will come down to San Diego, and we call it the Convergence, where she comes down, and we usually go to Disneyland, and then we usually get really smashed, and then we, um, plan to, like, leave a really, like, obscene voicemail on the Cadaver Lab, and we never do. Yeah, we're usually too um, busy getting
0: drunk and watching horrible movies.
1: This, I swear to God, next time you come down, we are so doing,
0: it. doing- just because
1: I know I'm I'm gonna hear Johnny giggle, and I need to live. I live for those. Moments. Oh hell yeah! I love Johnny's giggle. So, but anyway, so um, during our conversions, we usually always go to um, to Disneyland because we're both you know Disney files. Oh totally. <laughs> oh totally. And um, this last time, it was just me. It, no. This is actually before last year, because it was just me and you. This was before last year, since Tanya was with us last year. Right, right. So, the conversions before last, it was me and Stacy flying solo, and we did our usual pilgrimage. And it was near the end of the day, and we are having a damn good time. We just, like, spent an obscene amount of money, and had some really good food, and we're totally riding the Disney high. Oh, yeah, we got
0: bukkaked by uh, Splash Mountain.
1: Oh, yeah, so we were already looking like, you know, someone beat the shit out of us. Well, yeah, it wasn't
0: one of of your eyebrows was gone, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Washed off by Splash uh, Mountain.
1: I should explain that, shouldn't I? Yeah, probably. (laughs) Yeah, I actually, um, all the hair pretty much on my body, with the exception of certain places, is blonde Doesn't you can't see it, so I have to draw my eyebrows in. And so after going on Splash Mountain and pretty much getting to... Uh, in other words, we got completely soaked by a ride. Oh yeah, completely. Um, I, well, I lost an eyebrow, so I was walking around not at Disneyland. So already, you know, I'm a charmer. So yeah, we were
0: we were rocking the sexy by that point.
1: Totally rocking the sexy. Um, I have pictures of that. I should put them on the website. Uh, you I did should. put them on the website. Who am I kidding? Uh,
0: <laughs> so, so we went
1: um, uh, near the end of the day. We decided to hit parts of the Caribbean, which is one of my favorite rides. Uh, near the end of the day, and I was—we were all excited. We're Definitely, in line, yeah. and, and we're in line behind a bunch of kind of people who are causing a ruckus. But neither of us were really thinking about it while we were in line because we were just kind of chatting and doing a thing. And um, so the boat gets in—the people in the, who are making the ruckus gets in the boat, and then we are in line. And so we're waiting in line, and that—and—and and the people were—we found out we're a bunch of kind of like frat boys and sorority. Oh, totally. And they were probably drunk off their ass.
0: I'm willing to I bet money they were, they were drunk, drunk off, their off their ass. What was
1: that? I said,
0: I'm willing to bet money they were drunk off their ass.
1: Well, you know, they could probably, one of the guys, breads could probably knock a buzzard off a shit wagon. No So kidding. I really wouldn't be that surprised. So they were, but the problem was, is I, you know what? If you're going to get trashed in Disneyland, cool. Just do it discreetly. I don't right, give a shit. right. The problem was, is these guys kept standing up in the fucking boat.
0: Well, and not and, just and, that. I mean, remember when we first got on, they were so obnoxious that all of the people in line with us, who yeah. were all like parents with small children, none of them wanted to be in the same boat with them.
1: Yeah. Well, thank God we didn't get You're we waiting for the next boat. Uh-huh. The, the one thing I remember was that fucking brunette. Back, not sitting down, and he's standing up and dancing, and they kept saying, "Sit down, sir. We can't start the boat. Right. Sit down, sir. Please sit down, sir." And, and he'd sit down, then he'd get back up, and they were just about to start the boat, and he'd stand back up again, and he was just being a dick, pretty much. Oh, totally. And, and, and so their boat, they finally get him to sit down after he screamed "fuck everyone" a bunch of times on this ride, and he, um, they get him, they get him on the boat. The boat takes off. Um, just enough. And it's, you know, parts of the Caribbean. So the boat's not going that fast. We load in our boat. And, of course, um, we have to make a comment because we're big mouth bitches. Pretty much. And uh, Stacy just kind of said, God, some people, huh? I, was, <laughs> I remember you said something. It was very kind of like blase. It wasn't even like that derogatory. Right. And I, it was like something like, yeah, hey, some people's kids. Huh? You said to one of the ride operators and they just kind of laughed and shrugged. And apparently the brunette guy who was standing up heard us. And he turned around and he was close enough to hear us and he said, What'd you say? And I love this because you just turned around and you said, I think you're an asshole. That's what I'm
0: saying.
1: (laughs) And he just went, Wait, what'd you say that say to my face? And I just, and it was me who turned to him and went, She said you're an asshole. And then, and then he was like, "Yeah, I dare you to say that to to my face." Come on, bitches! And we went, "All right." And we just kind of stared at him for a while. And he's sitting there, like pounding his chest, like fucking King Kong. Oh yeah, and going, "Come on,
0: come on!" Like we're gonna climb out of the fucking boat and go out at it like Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. Godzilla. <laughs> it
1: would have been funny because we'd probably be like, you know, ankle deep in the,
0: pipes it, the yeah, universe. exactly. <laughs> uh, while the fake so, cannons are going off,
1: uh, it, that would have been more appropriate for her on the storybook. For- because everything's miniature yeah there you go but <laughs> but anyway so he's sitting there trying and i know the reason he's trying to pick a fight with us is because he knows we couldn't get out of the boat right so so he would turn it back to us like trying to stare us down and we'd pretty much be and i wish i could like if this was a video cast just so you could see the facial expressions we were making oh yeah because we would just kind of stare back at him totally like deadpan totally like what what <laughs> you want to go and then he turned back to his like girl like and, and do something they'd turn back to see if we were looking at him and glare at us and we'd just still be staring at him totally <laughs> coldly like yeah mm-hmm, when this boat stops and he started getting visibly nervous because uh-huh. he kept turning back to us and all we did almost through the whole ride was just stare at the back of his head yep. the whole fucking ride <laughs> and then finally this was the best part best part is at the end of the ride we get off the ride his boat gets off the ride that motherfucker gets off the boat and waits for us on the goddamn pier like i'm gonna teach those bitches a lesson we're hearing him say this Uh our boat pulls up we get off the boat we walk right up to him and we both cross our arms at the same time and stand in front of him and both of us it could have been timed better both of us look at him and go well
0: well and, and the fact that I think we were much taller than he expected us to be.
1: Oh my god. And I'm not that tall. He was just kinda tiny. And right. I'm, I'm only five foot six. You're taller than me. Right.
0: But I'm I'm five it was nine. So funny. So. We just, oh,
1: yeah, and we just walked up to him and just looked at him and went well. And he just kinda looked at us and he opened his mouth to speak. And then he just kinda turned around and ran down the aisle.
0: Yeah, what a pussy. God <laughs>
1: No, and then we high
0: fived each other and we got some ice cream. Yep. It was great. The (laughs) thing is is I was was, I was I was I was going for I was like, fine, you know, you can throw a punch, I'll get a black eye. Are you kidding? I'd be able to go to Disneyland for fucking free for the rest of my life if some drunk college boy decked a couple of women coming off of Pirates of the Caribbean.
1: I love the fact that he
0: was trying to challenge us, thinking that we were going to, like, run away. I know. (laughs) I'm sorry, sir. You don't know us, so you don't understand, but...
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that's... And and so I know we mentioned the Pirates of the Caribbean many times on the blog. Now you know the rest of the
0: story. Yep, exactly.
1: (laughs) That is a fucking true story. Oh, yeah, and and the thing is, is it wasn't...
0: Yeah, there was a whole boatload of the little motherfuckers. None of them would shut the fuck up.
1: know, but he was the worst. It was him that was the uh-huh. one that kept like looking back. The other ones didn't even know what the fuck was going on. No, they his, pretty much his, left him there
0: too his little slut would turn around and glare at us occasionally. But I think everyone else in front of him was too drunk to know what was going on. Oh yeah,
1: do you know? With her, I was all like, well, "Careful, you know what? I can pop your implants."
0: Well, exactly. <laughs> you might bust a, a fake nail, and you know, then I'll, I'll uh, pull your weave out
1: oh god uh that was probably the best story ever and i'm honestly i'm kind of a fucking wimp i'm not gonna get physical on anyone but i was just like riding that high i was like,
0: (laughs) well the thing is is i i did not delude myself if we got into a fight sure he'd probably kick my ass he's a college boy but i didn't care i think
1: honestly i think between the two of us we could have taken
0: him oh i'm sure we could have i'm a biter for starters (laughs) And I have older siblings, so I know how to brawl, but... And I'm just a sneaky bit. But, you know, I was, I was more than willing. I wanted him to throw a punch because I was going to press charges if he did.
1: That would have been so awesome. And we then... Annual, just lifetime passes to Disneyland. Oh, fuck
0: yes. I never would, would have, have had to, have paid, to pay to get into Disneyland again if that had happened. So it's like, go ahead. You'll get one hit in before, you know, the crew members show up and pull your ass off. And then I never have You're to pay at the door up. again they going to send his ass to Disney jail. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Where the Tigger Purr will feel him up. Aw, uh, that would have been
1: awesome. <laughs> Don't drop the soap in Disney jail. Yeah, no you kidding. Never know it's going to
0: be there. There's some bad animals in there. Aw,
1: oh, it was awesome. Yes. They're, they're, and honestly, that then, so I had to share that story. So.
0: And he deserves a fuck off.
1: Yes, you deserve a fuck off, sir. Sure. I hope you listen to this podcast and you remember
0: this. I hope so, too. Because. That'd be awesome. What a creeper. And you are sitting there going, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would be fucking beautiful. Oh, uh,
1: I would have just, I would have like just clapped, rubbed my little hands in glee and clapped
0: and just giggled. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh yeah, and if you, you know, if you are listening, write in. I'd like to hear your justification for your behavior.
1: Yeah, please justify why you're a raging douchebag. Exactly. I really want to hear this one.
0: And why you absolutely had to get smashed at Disneyland. Explain the rationale well, there. Now, in that defense,
1: I have to say that I have gotten smashed at
0: Disneyland. Yeah, but you, you this guy was, like, blackout drunk.
1: Well, yeah, I wasn't that. You weren't, like, in danger of
0: pissing yourself. You were buzzed.
1: I I will agree. I was delightfully tipsy.
0: Right, whereas this guy was shit-faced. Yeah. I think they got kicked out of the park, though, because we saw them a couple of times afterwards, and then they just disappeared.
1: Yeah. That was, though, that was probably the most triumphant moment of my life ever.
0: Oh, yeah, when he turned tail and tucked tail and ran.
1: That was the probably the third best moment of my life where I actually felt like a badass. <laughs> Hands down. And I
0: don't get those very
1: often. There's only been two other instances where I felt like a badass, and
0: I was in garb,
1: both, both for moments,
0: so there you go. It wouldn't happen to be Salvatore, would it?
1: Oh, no, that's different. That's more, like, <laughs> I should tell that story next time. I should you should. should entire episode about my SCA. You six. should,
0: because, oh, my God, that Salvatore story kills me every time I hear yeah. it.
1: Okay, maybe next cast I'll tell the Salvatore. It's, okay. I, I don't know how Halloween-related that is, but, you know, maybe I should tell the Salvatore story next cast. Well, you know,
0: everyone was in garb. That's your Halloween connection. There you go. I was in costume. That worked. <laughs> okay, so my weekly fuck-off... Oh, this bitch. Oh, my God. Okay, so last month, September, Kittitas County Fair is going on. And uh, <clears throat> the town I live in is small. I mean, it's not tiny, but it's not huge by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the, the big money makers during the summertime is uh, Fair and Rodeo Weekend. And Ellensburg is, and I, to the best of my knowledge, always has been, on the main rodeo circuit and rodeoing is like big bucks. So, yeah. so the rodeo comes to town. So that's when we have our, our, you know, our County fair and, uh, and you know, it's, it's exactly what you think it is. It's funnel cake. And I'm sure there's deep fried Twinkies somewhere. And
1: there's always deep fried. Anything right. Places, and whatever, you know, <laughs> exactly
0: deep fried, deep fried and, uh, you know, rickety, Rides that are put up and taken down with terrifying speed.
1: I don't even want to. I, that's why I don't ride rides at the fair. Simply because I, 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 I've I, seen carnies.
0: <laughs> see, the thing is, is the carnies are, I've never had a problem with a carny at the the fair. It's always the freaks who chewed through their restraints and apparently <laughs> got to have a day on it. Because you never see these motherfuckers any other time, even though they're apparently local. Yes.
1: I uh, see you must have better carnies up in washington than we do in california it's probably <laughs> the
0: same carnies it's a traveling show they don't ever stop they just head south for the winter yeah
1: every, every time i've seen a carny i'd be like oh wow um, i could smell you from here dude well so. yeah
0: well the, yeah there's always the piquant aroma of stale beer and old cigarettes but
1: and and, and, and failure of life well there's
0: that too but yeah. i just like all the blue uh, eyeshadow that you see everywhere
1: I wonder if there's any carnies who listens to our show. I don't
0: know. But if so, you, sir, or ma'am are the exception to the rule, and we love you. Oh, uh,
1: yes. Please. Yeah. If you're a carny, email us and let us know.
0: <laughs> sure. Or email and tell us some awesome stories because, man, I'll bet you've got a ton I, I of wanna them. Hear, I want to
1: hear some
0: carny I stories. W- yeah. I want to hear
1: some sexy carny stories.
0: I w- I'll take anything <laughs> I can get at this juncture because anything that happens, you know it's going to be weird. So, anyway, my house uh, isn't very far from the fairground, so I take my nephews every year. Yeah. We just walk from my house to the fairgrounds, stay forever, get heat stroke, eat too much shitty sugar, get a stomach ache, and then live home. Well, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, one of the things that uh, our fairgrounds have is there's a a little section called Frontier Village, and it's old cabins that um, have been preserved. That were like original homesteads and yeah. stuff like that. Over time, have been they've actually been taken apart, carefully numbered, so that they can be put back together correctly, and then moved into this little section where they're maintained. And so it's like a little historic site, basically. Mm-hmm. And they've got one of the first schoolhouses in the area set up there as well. And then they've also got the general store. And the only time that I'm aware of that the general store is open is uh, is during fair. But you can go in and you can get penny candy and fifty cent uh, homemade dill pickles and stuff like that and and so the boys love to go because you know you can get a shitload of candy for very little and so I take my two nephews in there and I hate going to the general store as much as they love it because it's packed you know every kid is in there oh yeah and they've got like the monster jawbreakers and the giant pixie sticks (laughs) and you know it's it's a it's a it's it's a freaking wonder you know a, a cavity wonderland as far as children are concerned So we're in there and you go in and you have to kind of wait in line and everybody sort of slowly works their way through. And I'm one of those people that I ride herd on the kids that I'm taking care of when we're in line. They have to stay in line next to me and hold my hand. Of course, very few other people seem to implement this with their spawn.
1: Uh, Don't get me started.
0: (laughs) Well, we're standing in line and uh, there's a religious, uh, I don't know, following that's fairly prominent up here called German Baptists. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have German Baptists down there? I don't know how far. Mm,
1: if we do, I've never encountered them. Okay,
0: they're uh, they sort uh, of remind me a little bit of Pentecostal in the Deep South. Basically, uh, they're they wear a specific type of dress, and then they have these uh, little mesh bonnets that they wear in their hair. Uh-huh. The women usually have long hair that's pulled back in a bun, and then they wear these little bonnets on them.
1: Uh, okay, yeah, I don't think we've really. In- I, I well, I, I can't say that the they've actually like hung out in my. my circle so right, oh, I right. I why I've never run into them
0: but well I mean they're, they're not never, like they're in
1: California I don't
0: know right they're not like Mennonite or anything I mean you know they drive cars they have jobs the whole nine yards it's mostly yeah. for what for what I've seen it's mostly like dress and, and like facial hair for the men I observe like the men all have beards but none of them have mustaches sort of yeah. that Amish look you know yeah but like you know like several of the doctors in this area are German Baptists and stuff like that so it's not like they're anti-education or anything like that yeah yeah Well, I apparently emit some form of pheromone, and German-Baptist women, with the exception of, I think, two, every German-Baptist woman I have met since I have lived in Ellensburg has hated me on sight. Oh, no. It's probably because I wear red lipstick and show off my tits. So... Yeah,
1: I can see where that could be, you know, an issue with them.
0: Yeah, so we're standing in line, we're both, I mean, the boys are being very patient, and, you know, that's commendable for a 6-year-old and a 12-year-old when there's candy involved. Now, for those who don't know, my 12-year-old nephew, William, uh, was born with Down syndrome. And he's a great kid. He's very high-functioning. He is very patient. He's very polite. And he's just standing quietly next to me, waiting for his turn to pick whatever candy he wants. So Lucas wanted to go over and look at at one of the candy displays. And I said he could, because he asked. But then I couldn't see him, and so I was calling. I you know, Lucas, Lucas, and... The there happened to be a German Baptist woman with about 9,000 children standing in front of me. Oh, dear. And she turns around and she says, is your son's name Lucas? And I didn't correct it because everybody thinks they're my sons. And uh, I said, oh, I'm sorry, yeah. What? I said, is, is one of your children named Lucas? She says, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Did it sound like I was calling your kid? And she goes, no. And then turns back around and faces the front. It's like, all right, well, good conversation. I'm glad we had that. Well, okay, Yeah. Then. thank you. So Lucas comes <laughs> back, and he's telling me he wants this, and he wants that, and William's interjecting, and he wants this, and he wants that. And, and you know, we're kind of teasing each other, and it's very low-key. And all of a sudden, this cunt-faced whore who is standing in front of me turns around and says, I'm sorry to be rude, but could you back up a little bit? And I was about to say, ma'am, I'm sorry I can't back up. There's no room in here. I mean, there's there's no room in that store. It's very claustrophobic. And then... She compounds it by saying, we don't have kids like him and points at William. And we're not sure how to act around him. And we want to make sure nobody gets hurt. What? Yes. Now, let me tell you. Now, I'd like to say that I came back with some scathing retort about how she and her mother must be whores who are dragging their uteruses on the floor behind them, since apparently there are 9,000 goddamn people in their misbegotten, God-cursed family. Oh, boy. But I was was literally aghast. I was speechless. Do you know how rarely that happens to me?
1: That is. It's actually a rarity i have yet
0: to see this happen so i would just like to say to the german baptist woman who either lives in or was visiting central washington in uh over labor day whose name is either beth or claire you are a fuck-faced whore i hate you i hate your children (laughs) i hate your ancient incontinent mother (laughs) i would like you to go fuck yourself sideways take off the goddamn hat get a haircut and join society fuck you you know you could have said huh you could have said hey
1: were you born in a barn
0: oh wait i should have (laughs) yeah i should have said
1: my god what a bitch what i should have said
0: is really you're married to your brother and you don't have any birth defects with your children
1: uh, don't you hate when you have a situation where you're just so stunned and you just think back yeah. to great things you're going to
0: say? Well, the thing uh, that, that pisses me off the most about it is, is William is harmless. And yeah. William is defenseless. And that cunt had no right to attack him that way. Yeah. If she didn't like me, hey, I don't care. I'm used to it. But, bitch, you want to make it about the one person who uh, is less likely to be able to defend himself coherently. Oh, honey, it's on. I actually
1: would have loved to have seen you, like, throw her to the ground and just start pounding her face. Oh my god, if there had,
0: honestly, I my, have my first my first instinct, honest to god, was to go for her throat. But there were so many kids in there, that was, like, the only thing that was holding me back. Oh, shit. So, what a whore. Oh, yeah. So if I ever see her again, I'm gonna tell her point blank that I think she's a horrible person.
1: And if you're a German Baptist and listen to our show,
0: Hey, I, I got this person. Yeah, I have no nothing but respect <laughs> for people of any faith, but that bitch I'm going to attack on every fucking front I can find and see how she likes it. Well, like I said, it's, I, I, like
1: I always say about any denomination, any group in general, not just religious, there's always one
0: douchebag. Oh, totally, totally. And she obviously she obviously got the lion's share. And you know the thing that was so fucking just aghast about this? Not only the fact that she had, like, 20 fucking children with her, but she was not controlling them in the slightest. And these kids were pissing off everyone around them. And of
1: course I mean, they were Because, uh, trust me, I've seen this at where I work.
0: I've oh, I'm sure. It. I'm sure. Everybody's seen this. You know, you're trapped in a tight space with somebody who doesn't understand that you can close your legs and sometimes babies won't come out.
1: You know, that'll happen on occasion.
0: And, you know, can't seem to understand the fact that not everybody is as impressed with the fact that you managed to make little people as uh, you yourself appear to be.
1: Well, all I can say is, fuck you, Indeed. Uh, shall we move on to yes. something, a um, little more... Yeah, amazing? you see,
0: you see what I'm saying about, uh... I can
1: see what you're saying. Yeah. But just remember that, how about we think of it this way. Maybe she married the douchebag in the Pirates of the Caribbean boat.
0: Good. Serves her so, right. like,
1: her life is now a hollow lie. Good, I hope
0: so. Serves her right. Fuck there you bitch.
1: go. That would be awesome.
0: So, yes. <laughs> I uh, hate her. Or
1: maybe she'll get trapped on the boat with the Pirates of the Caribbean, by
0: <laughs> Or better yet, maybe it'll be like that sea, or like what uh, uh, Jeff Bridges described in Jurassic Park, when Pirates of the Caribbean breaks down, the Pirates don't eat the, no, the, I the passengers. The I I
1: yeah.
0: would <laughs> like the Pirates to eat that tourist, frankly.
1: That would be awesome. Yes, it would. <laughs> yes, it would. All of a sudden, like, you know, the Pirates come out and eat, like, the douchebag, and then, right. then that woman with her up billion children.
0: Yep. And, uh, well, I don't maybe even... B- she's- i don't even blame her children frankly for being yeah uh, how
1: about this this is a good this is a good fate for her i gotta go I, she has the blue waffle
0: yes i curse you horrible German baptist <laughs> woman. sins and stays of creepy kitch. curse you with the curse of the blue waffle
1: now be careful because sometimes my curses are pretty powerful i have, I have some power because there are a few friends <coughs> of I wish their exes would have gotten fat and their dicks fell off. Well, all of them got fat.
0: It's just a matter of time. <laughs> we're waiting for the feedback on their junk.
1: I'm waiting for the junk to fall off. So I just keep tell- telling people, hey, keep me posted on your ex-husband. Uh-huh. On
0: Let me know when that crotch rot starts so I can take pictures.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: So anyway, so yes, that is the the weekly fuck off.
1: And there it is.
0: <laughs> Indeed.
1: Alright, shall so we move on? Sure. Alright, so um, did you want to do Horror Crush? If sure. you don't have yeah. one, we can move on.
0: No, go for it. You said you have right. one, so.
1: I actually do have one, and the reason I have one is because I was um, listening to the Cadaver Classics special with um, uh, Mike and the JFMP, and that's what I call him. I know that's not
0: his name. Oh, Steven? Yeah.
1: Steven. I always just call him JFMP.
0: Sure, that's fine. That works.
1: I love him. He's got a motherfucking sexy voice.
0: He does, actually.
1: Doesn't he? Thank just, you. Just
0: a hint of a drawl. And I hope he listens to this. He's so, I like, that. completely and utterly married, so I feel a little oh, dirty okay. for...
1: Well, you know what? I am completely and utterly married, too, but it doesn't mean I can't enjoy myself listening
0: <laughs> That's him. true. That's true.
1: So, and I listen to him on my, my commute, so it's not like I'm doing anything. You so totally
0: I, are touching yourself, admit the it. the
1: driving.
0: Admit it. You got <laughs> no, a stick shift to... and you know how to use it.
1: You know, that would be awesome, but the thing is, is I'm the only one in California who probably isn't jacking off while they're driving. Yeah, probably. So, oh, there you go. So, um, but yes, yeah, Stephen, you have a sexy voice. You anyway, do. the reason I was listening, that I came to mind, was they were talking about one of my all-time favorite black and white films, uh, Night of the Hunter. Uh-huh. And I forgot that, uh, Robert Mitchum.
0: Oh, right.
1: Is a sexy motherfucker.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was a, he was not hard on the eyes, was he? <laughs>
1: he was not I mean, the, the two horror films that I know him of was Kate Fear right and I of The Hunter and he's not particularly he's fucking scary in both of them oh yeah
0: he's Hunter terrifying he yeah there, there's nothing sexy, sexy about him in either of those movies Neither, another
1: but honestly if you I, so I'm not saying he's sexy in those movies but since he's in this movies, he counts as a horror crush. Watch him in movie movies. That man and his sexy little hairy bar- barrel chest. Uh-huh. Oh, Jesus. Oh,
0: yeah. Well, and he had that interesting, like, X-Boxer face. Yeah, and with he the broken had nose. magnetism. Oh, yeah. There was
1: something very animalistic about oh, him. Oh,
0: totally, totally.
1: Like, I'm gonna sling you over my shoulder and have my way with you, and you're gonna fucking like it. Exactly.
0: You're gonna like every every part of it.
1: Yeah, and even when he was an old man, I was still like, you yeah, know I'd do him.
0: Yeah. Well, he had one of those faces, too, to add to it. I mean, the guy looked like five miles of bad road, but it's five miles of interesting looking bad road.
1: Well, I wouldn't say it was bad road. I would say he was ruggedly handsome.
0: Well, I see. I would say he was attractive, but I wouldn't say he was handsome by any stretch of the imagination. See, I thought
1: he was kind of handsome. I thought he was kind of ruggedly handsome. No, see, I thought he was. He he was unusual looking. Right. Well, I
0: think he was way more interesting looking than, like, Brad Pitt, for example. Yeah. Brad Pitt yeah. does absolutely nothing for me, but Robert Mitchum, I would totally roll yeah, over yeah. well, for. Yeah, well, Brad
1: Pitt, I think, is too pretty. I think the older he gets, the more interesting he gets. But the thing is, is he still doesn't do it for me. I think eh, he's too m- I don't like I just, pretty boys, though. No, I don't
0: either. He's just, he's neutral yeah. for me. And it's I like there's nothing there. That, that look like they have broken noses. It's static. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing with Robert Mitchum. He's got the hound dog eyes. He's got mm-hmm. sort of a... He's got a very interesting mouth.
1: Yes, and he's kind of got that crooked
0: nose. Yeah, he and he's got that crooked, like, that like, like broken-nose Xboxer. Yeah. And so...
1: He kind of looks like a guy who's gotten into a few fights in one.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, he totally looks like somebody who can hold his own in a bar fight. Yeah,
1: and that's kind of why I think he's hot, is I'm all like, oh, yay, hey, that's awesome. Right, <laughs> he's like the kind of
0: guy that, like, you know, he'd make it as a pioneer kind of thing. And... Yeah,
1: it's like you want to go to him and go, make me feel like a woman.
0: Right, and, you know, you'd have, like, you know, strong, you'd have many strong babies with them, that kind of shit. Oh, yeah,
1: it's like, I would breed with you,
0: sir. Oh, yeah, that, that sort of primal, where, where where every girl is gooey, basically, uh, even if she I'm won't admit right it. i to point
1: out that if I was back in that era, and me and Robert Mitchum, like, did it, we would have sexy-ass babies. Yes, yeah. with We'd have some great-looking kids. Just a
0: barrel full of red hair, as far as the eye can see.
1: Yeah, even though he wasn't a redhead, but still!
0: No, but I like to think that your genes would be dominant in that.
1: You never know. I have it on both sides.
0: See, there I you go. I do have a redheaded nephew, so it's proven
1: to be on. You know, and my sister was genes were strong enough to show through. Who knows? Maybe. There you go. Like, I don't want to think about having kids. That's weird.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't. And it's like we. I don't want to think about. It. Anyway, anyway <laughs> I Well, there goes my sex drive. I'm thinking about Robert Midgum, and now I'm like, eh, no. never <laughs> What's
0: your choice? Um, I, hang on, just, I had it in it. I lost it. Talked about Robert Mitchum. Oh, I know. Ming the Merciless from uh, Flash Gordon. <laughs> Max von Sydow. <laughs> I love Max,
1: actually, Max von Sydow is in my group of old man crushes. Oh, so totally. He was, Max von Sido, he's strangely um, hot. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I, I watched have, uh, a handful of old man
1: crushes and he's one of them. Him, Sam Elliott.
0: Oh, you and, know what? I'm, um, I'm actually going to tie it, because, see, I watched Flash Gordon. Tanya had never seen Flash Gordon. I don't know how no, this happened. that would be so awesome. But, uh, I mean, shit, I think we had it on disc. That's you know, I've been watching it, like, since I was in utero, practically. Mm. And uh, so, I, you know, I, I have, of course, the special edition DVD. And then we of had course. to look at pictures of the guy who played Flash Gordon when he posed in Playgirl. And we're admiring the uh, shape and length of his cock, which is uh, quite yeah. pretty, I might add. Anyway, so I would expect uh, it to
1: be very shiny and smooth, huh? I would expect it to be very shiny and smooth. No, this
0: was 1978. People still had pubic hair back then.
1: Well, I'm not saying like non-hairy. I'm just talking about the texture. Of, oh like, yeah,
0: definitely. Of the it's I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll show you pictures. It, it's very pretty. Well-oiled. It's very so, well. He was all greasy. It was 1978, so he's all like.
1: Everyone was greasy in he's 1978.
0: He's like all greased up with like like uh, suntan oil next to the pool, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, Everyone was kind of oily in 1978, so that doesn't shock
0: me that much. Yep. So. but yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna actually tie it for and and this next guy I can't. Well, okay, I can I can kind of make a case for it. So I'm gonna tie it with Max von Sydow as being the merciless and Brian Blessed in anything.
1: Brian Blessed, he I love him.
0: Oh yeah. And I think he, he, awesome. I think he qualifies as a horror crush because he did play the ghost of Hamlet's father in Mel Gibson's Hamlet, and he was kind of spooky. No, in not that.
1: Mel Gibson. It was uh, Kenneth Brano's. Was
0: it What's Kenneth that? Branagh? I thought it was Mel Gibson's. Thought,
1: maybe I'm wrong. I thought it was Kenneth Brano's. You know,
0: you it. might be right, actually.
1: Uh, let me look that up. Anyway, continued.
0: But, yeah, so those are my horror crushes because *Making the Merciless is, you know, one of those where it's like he, he's he's horrible and you hate everything about him, but you bet he's probably good in bed. That's probably yeah, and like Men's the only.
1: On can count because he was in The Exorcist. Exactly,
0: he was Father Marin. So there you go. And then uh, Brian blessed just because you know you'd have fun in bed with him.
1: Oh, he's adorable, and you know what? He actually. Now I'm going to say this. <laughs> I think everyone, no matter how like manly you are, looks gay in Flash Gordon. <laughs> See, I didn't think. I think he
0: Vulcan really or uh, Voltan didn't look gay to me everybody else looked gay to me
1: everyone looked gay I think it was the Bob
0: Mackey costumes well that sure way, shit didn't help, help any Brano but he it was, was the, the Kenneth Branagh okay so. yeah it was but um who played him in the Mel no Gibson that, version
1: I have to admit he he was able to kind of pull his manliness in in that um film despite was-
0: the fact that they'd had him dressed like a uh leather daddy bear Oh, totally. But they had more of, like, a Viking, quaffing ale kind of quality I to them. Know, now. but I just can't help but go, now, there was too much glitter. If there oh, was oh yeah, glitter, and I'm I sorry, but other Timothy other Dalton as Baron was just, he oh was a, a mincing little thop. And to make it even funnier is Richard O'Brien of Riff Raff from the Rocky Horror Picture Show fame was uh, Baron's right-hand man. I didn't know that. He's the bald, uh... Forest man or whatever the hell they were called, tree man. I don't know. The
1: bald tree. Ar- Arborian
0: or whatever.
1: And the funny part is going back to Timothy Dalton is I actually, <laughs> excuse me, think Timothy Dalton is kind of manly.
0: I do too, just not in, in that. that
1: British way. Like I liked him in the Rocketeer, He was James Bond. If you ever saw his version of Jane Eyre, he was fucking sexy. Well, and he was he was
0: actually sleazy hot in Hot Fuzz too.
1: Yeah, he was sleazy hot in Hot Fuzz, but in Flash Gordon, wow. Okay. Oh, no. You're gonna
0: gay. Stick
1: it in someone's, my you're mother. Gonna stick it in someone's pooper. I just can see that
0: right now. My mother had a horrible little saying that she would trot out every once in a while, and it was horrible because if you knew my mother, you would not imagine this coming out of her mouth. And every once in a while, you'd see someone who was openly gay, and my mother's favorite way to describe him was "queer as a three dollar bill."
1: Oh no, I've heard that before. Yeah, well,
0: that's Baron. Yeah,
1: he's pretty. He's a figgle.
0: Gay, 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 gay. <laughs> he is.
1: Um, hosting with me on Sassy Oh, totally.
0: Not just gay, but super gay, super gay. He's super gay. (laughs) Somebody's fabulous. fabulous. Let's go, girls.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's pretty fabulous. Everyone, honestly, I thought everyone was gay, but he was like the king of the gays in that movie. Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) I'd
1: actually like to take this brief moment to say that my husband is in the uh, living room singing rock band by himself. Awesome. I really wish you could hear
0: this. Is he rocking out with his cock he's out?
1: Rocking out. I don't know if his cock's out because I can't see him. But man, is he rocking out! Well, in honor of him, I would just. Notes. I think he's singing Nine Inch Nails. Oh well,
0: there you go. He better be rocking out with his cock out then.
1: Oh uh, yeah, he does it on occasion. He probably has no pants on while he's doing. Nobody well, in this household has. I was pants gonna say you and
0: time. I are both doing the old. We're we're doing the jam out with our clams out. So.
1: I'd like to say that no one in this household here at the Chateau de Nom, Nom has pants on after 7 o'clock unless yeah. there's
0: guests. Same thing with uh, Shea Spooky. I come home and off come the pants. So. Oh, yeah. And my cats, being the shameful little hedonists that they are, I can't get them to wear pants to begin with. So.
1: <laughs> They're nudists.
0: Filthy little perverts.
1: Yeah, well, so is mine. In fact, mine's blatantly licking her ass in front of me. So there mine's you go.
0: Mine's sleeping on my ass, one of yeah.
1: them. Now, she's mad at me because I took her chair.
0: Oh, of course.
1: God forbid I had to podcast. You must be punished. Oh, I must be punished thoroughly. All right, so shall we get to the meat of it, since we've been already talking for 45 minutes?
0: Oh, come on. They love our... our they our love our witty banter. Mindless patter.
1: Yeah.
0: Sounds They've good to me. just
1: saying the word cock over and over again for 45 minutes. I, yeah, yeah, but I like
0: the word cock.
1: I do, too. It's, it rolls off the tongue. That's my favorite... <laughs>
0: That's my favorite euphemism for male genitalia other than a peener. But guys really don't like it when you call their wang a peener.
1: I actually really like the um, the term uh, cock as well, actually. I don't like the term penis. I There's something kind of sexy about the word cock.
0: Yeah, yeah, the, the penis is completely lacking.
1: Okay, now I know what he's singing in there. It's that my love is vengeance. I don't
0: uh, know, know that one. That
1: is, I think it's every word roses is thorn or something. Oh, know. now there you go. I don't know, but I don't. It's, I don't um, know how to
0: tell you this, but that's that's kind of gay. Oh,
1: it's insane, I'm gay. But don't tell
0: him. That. Okay, well, that's because you know, if all gay. gay men are hot
1: in the sack like him, then I, I'm fine. With <laughs>
0: him. Don't tell Roy; Roy you'll, you'll never see him again. I'm not. I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> see now oh, I, I do. You know that, Roy, you know, you know that. You know the story. <laughs> you know
1: it. All right, so shall we move on? I think we shall. All right, so which one did you want to start with? Let's uh, did you want to start with, uh, oh, oh yeah, the theme of this show was uh, 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 Train to Hell. Yep, Train Ride to Hell. Train Ride to Hell. So we chose two movies that had um, subways in them. Yep. Uh, I, don't, I think the only reason why is because those are the only two on my Netflix, and I'm like, let's do these! Works
0: for me. Oh, yeah. Tanya thought our theme was pretty funny. Every time I'd say train ride to hell, she'd start cracking up. So <laughs>
1: It's kind of funny. All right, so um, which one do you want to start with? Uh,
0: I vote for Midnight Meat Train.
1: Midnight Meat Train? All right, mm-hmm. cool. I actually, it was funny because the last viewing of it that I did for the show, it was kind of a refresher course because I watched it before already. Right, yeah, I knew you so, had um, seen it and I
0: had not. So
1: I did, and I really enjoyed it.
0: I liked it yep. until the last, say, 30 seconds.
1: See, I actually liked the last 30 seconds.
0: I, I, my problem with it is, is it doesn't make sense with the, the rest of the movie. Uh,
1: well, shall we um, give a quick synopsis? I think we shall. You go for it, since yep. you like it so right. much. Um, I'm just going to give a really brief synopsis, because I, I, I don't know if we should, should we spoil this? I, th-
0: well, I think we should, just because we spoil everything. I mean, it's not right. that new.
1: Okay, so we're going to spoil Midnight Meat Train, and we're probably going to spoil End of the Line, too. Right, so... so if, you both know that right now, so pretty much you just listened to about 45 minutes of us saying the word cock, and that's the payoff you get if you don't want to be spoiled. Pretty much. So, you're welcome.
0: <laughs> well, what we can do, too, is when we start to get to the end of the movies, we'll just say, spoilers Spoiler. ahoy, so...
1: Yeah, good, good idea. Uh, so anyway, Midnight Meat Train is pretty much about this photographer... And um, actually, I should bring it up because I can't remember anyone's freaking
0: name Leon. in this film. His name's Leon.
1: Leon, thank you. Which is just the um, worst
0: name in the world.
1: And it's such a—it's you know what? It makes me laugh. Is that's such a move? That's such a name that you'd only find in a Clive Barker story. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. Really, I think it's because Clive Barker's name is Clive. Yeah,
1: I think that's why. He's lying. lashing I out. I, well, I, I needed to pick a name that's lamer than
0: mine. Pretty much. <laughs> so, pretty much. I love Clive Barker. I, I do too, to but God, Barker. it hurts me to listen to that man speak. I I, I don't know. His voice sounds so awful now. Oh. Yeah, I have him on Twitter, so I don't. It works better that way. Oh, yeah, I follow him on Twitter too, but just like when they give interviews, it's like I just want to like.
1: like, Hi, my name is Clive. Well,
0: it (laughs) sounds like. I mean, it really sounds like he's going to cough up something bloody because it sounds like he's straining so hard
1: has throat cancer i, really I don't do. know what the
0: fuck is going on but i don't know
1: i don't know but when he was young he was a sexy motherfucker yep but um so anyway leon is this photographer and he's trying to break into the art biz and um pretty much his way of wanting to break in is um he's trying to do this whole like piece on the city right the... which is about uh, honestly as lame as you could possibly well talk, talk about fucking
0: that. cliched
1: and honestly when you think about it i've worked i i work with crazy artists and stuff, so I mean, it makes me laugh because it, it was not so much art as much as what people you know consider art in Hollywood. So that makes right. me laugh. Yeah. So he ends up like going out and taking pictures of stupid, you know, things that things that would probably get him killed, right? And he runs into this creepy guy, uh, played by Vinnie Jones, who I love, right?
0: Who for and- those for those not in the know, he was the the Juggernaut in the absolutely horrible X Men Three.
1: Yeah, but, and he was also in year one, I found out, and he was fucking hilarious in that.
0: Oh, I haven't seen that.
1: But, um, Vinnie Jones, and so he starts following around, and it turns out that Vinny Jones is kind of this wacky, wacky, huh, serial killer. Oh, yeah, he's, he's hilarious. Much just, he kills people on a train, pretty oh, much. Oh, horribly. And... Horribly on a train, using horrible, horrible instruments that you use in a butcher shop. Yeah,
0: it's it's watching him put people down is is like watching somebody kill a cow.
1: Yeah, and pretty much after that, it's just hilarity ensues. Uh, We're being
0: sarcastic, by the way.
1: (laughs) That was sarcasm. It's not a comedy, people.
0: No, no, the title would
1: make you think otherwise because it does kind of sound like a you know hilarious gay porn romp. Yeah, it uh, does kind of. But, um, so pretty much that's the gist. There really isn't a whole lot to the plot. There's a lot of twists and turns. There's a lot of things about the Vinny Jones' character, whose name is Mahogany, that you find out. And honestly, I think the reason I liked the movie as much as it was is because I really liked the character of Mahogany. Because uh-huh. honestly, at the second, I watched it the first time, and I was like, oh, wow, I love this. Second time around, I liked it, but I wasn't as interested yeah. because it was I, I didn't really care about... Leon and his girlfriend or anything like that I wanted to know more about Mahogany Right And that's really what made the movie for me was Vinnie Jones Right And I think that's why it holds as high esteem as it does in my world Is because of Vinnie Jones
0: Right so. No, I will. I totally agree with you I mean, he was excellent in that role And the interesting thing too and Everybody who does a review of this movie talks about it But he only has, I think, three lines in the entire Or three, he says three Two. words in the entire movie
1: yeah, he has like two, and lines. it's not he until t- the
0: very end that he yeah. and you never actually really hear he. It's more like he mouths them. Yeah, and uh, and so it's very, and, yeah. it's it's a it's a lot of. I mean, for starters, Vinny Jones is a big guy. I mean, he's an ex. You, not,
1: he's a, he used to be like a soccer player. Yeah,
0: yeah, for years. In yeah. fact, apparently, he currently, if if IMDb's to be trusted, he currently holds the uh, Guinness Book of World Records for. Uh, Shortest time uh, in play before getting penalized. He got kicked. Yeah. He got kicked off the field after 40 seconds, apparently, by a ref. For uh, I'm not surprised. Yeah. So the guy. I mean, the guy looks like he could do what he does in the movie.
1: Yeah, he's um, he's a great big. You couldn't
0: have picked a better person no. to play. And I got to give him credit that he acted the shit out of that role. Oh yeah, he's terrifying. And, I mean, if I was stuck he, on a car. I, I, on a subway with someone like him, I mean, even if he didn't, you know, pull out his giant metal hammer and beat my brains in with it. I mean, I would be watching him the whole time. Cause he just yeah, had I mean, a,
1: honestly, he's, he cuts a very imposing figure. Yeah. That's and he, he had does.
0: a, he brought an intensity, but at the same time, a serious Detachment. Like, you know, yes. not only was he killing these people, he wasn't bothered by the fact that he was killing these people.
1: Yeah, it, it was weird because if you watch the film and it's a lot of, I, I know it makes me sound like I'm like, oh, he's really but I, I, I mean, it's a horror film. But he brings a lot of nuance to the film because I always call it, a, it's a really good uh, case of eyeball acting. Oh, yeah. Is what he does Because you know He can't say anything The character doesn't speak We find out later Why the character doesn't speak Right But he um, You know So he um, He does everything Just with movement And his eyes And if you watch A few of the scenes Yeah he's very detached In certain scenes And then certain scenes He's not You can actually read This whole gamut Of emotion Right right Just with like a moment Where he just kind of like You They 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 will do a Close clip of his face Well And you you know, and you'll see this moment right. of, of like just this flash of there's regret, there's anguish, there's passion, there's detachment. Well, and then,
0: what boom, the kill. What, so. uh, what what I what uh, excuse me, what struck me so. was when sort of the, the crux of this is Leon is out, you know, trying really hard to get his yuppie white boy ass killed, and uh, he stops a, a rape in the not just a rape, yes. but what looks like it would have been a gang rape. From a very beautiful model. That actress is gorgeous. She was
1: stunning. There was something so amazingly gorgeous about her. Yeah,
0: perfect symmetry of her face. I think she's actually a model in real life, too. Um, I
1: wouldn't be surprised.
0: But so he ends up um, stopping her from getting raped, and I'm sure killed, by this gang. And uh, she thanks him and gets on the subway and almost immediately afterwards is killed by mahogany and this is sort of what starts his interest in mahogany. Yes. <clears throat> anyway, but she doesn't even, she never sees it coming because I mean some people are like screaming and begging for their lives. She never sees it coming. She's listening to her iPod. He bashes her across the face. She he breaks her neck. She she never had any clue. But I noticed that there was a moment because you know, he preps the bodies where after he had removed her clothes, he's very carefully wiping the blood out of the corner of her mouth. Yes, and so you could see that perhaps there was some kind of a regret that she was the one he had to kill.
1: Yeah, there was that moment. There was that was pretty much the moment I was really referring to. Was he had this? There was this really beautiful moment, acting moment, of his eyes just kind of going. There was a little more there than I am a mindless killer, and I right. think that's what I liked so much about Vinnie Jones's take on this was that there was much more beneath the surface of that character than what probably could have been done in a typical slasher film right no, i wouldn't classify this as a slasher i no, this is past that, yeah but.
0: this is a weird movie because i mean it, it's gory it's very gory um i'd say 95 I, I just, or i'd say 90 percent of the gore really doesn't work for me because the cgi blood is terrible but, I, see, I looked at it differently about the CGI blood. At first, it kind of
1: jarred me, but then after a while, I thought it was done in a really interesting artistic manner.
0: Right, right. But I thought
1: it was purposely done to be stylized. Right, and I, I got just bad CGI. To right,
0: me. well, yeah. I mean, it's not like Sci-Fi Channel CGI. And I got that the, the, there was sort of a deliberate look to it. But for me, the CGI blood didn't mesh with the rest of it. And then you would have the moments of just extreme sort of terrifying gore like there's Mm -hmm. the the close-up on uh what is all practical effects of mahogany removing the teeth and then the eyeballs for one of the victims and i mean and that is so just like in your face the camera doesn't flinch you see everything you see all the slime the you know and so you know that was i mean obviously done to be shocking and so for me, the concept of sort of stylized CGI blood does not mesh with this sort of gleeful realism.
1: Yeah, I think the only thing that I I would say about that was when the CGI blood was used, it was used in these moments that were almost fantastical. Like, there were these... I think what it was like when, like, for example, the teeth removing scene and and the scene where pretty much Vinnie or Mahogany was, you know, cutting off his many nipples, which I'll get into later. Right, <laughs> And all that sort of thing um, Were done in, in moments that were based in realism But when the CGI blood was in Except for the only part that I didn't like Was the Ted Raimi's death Which I'll go into later right. um, That I thought was jarring But the um, I, I always looked at the moment Where there was the wacky CGI blood Was used in moments that were almost considered Like dream sequences Like uh, the few moments that They were shot so stylistically And so like quick cut And almost like Did that happen in reality? That I thought it was done purposefully.
0: Well, no, no, so I agree probably, with you. I agree with you that it was done purposefully. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that the sort of dreamy, almost symbolic CGI blood doesn't seem to belong in the same movie that does the graphic. Uh, yeah, I see what
1: you mean. I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with you on that. Right, but which is fine. I, I mean, I understand what you're saying. Right.
0: Right. I'm just saying that was just something that bugged me. Not necessarily that it would bug everybody. So I
1: will say though that going you know, backtracking a bit, I, 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 even though there, the, that was the one moment of CGI in the film that I was kind of like, oh, I really liked the whole scene with Ted Rainey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the, that the was thing, one of the best murder. Yeah. sequences. Well, ever. The, the thing
0: about that yeah. is, 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 it sort of you you have sort of your, your own like sort of subconscious take on, well, as long as I do this, I'm safe. Yeah. And they didn't break the rules. These people didn't do anything wrong. And you would think that if you were on a sub, you know, nobody wants to ride a subway by themselves at midnight, but you would think, okay, well I'm on the subway with my husband and his friend, so we should be fine. You're not. I mean, he kills all three of them in a a matter of moments. I thought was
1: even good. I mean, I I mean, even though, I mean, it, it, what they would do in a lot of typical slashers today is they would all be kind of portrayed as douchebaggy. Right.
0: You know, Supposedly type of they weren't, deserving they were just it. No, these are just normal people, people, having, people who, you know, ran the subway, who unfortunately got on the wrong train. It and, was the wrong place at the wrong time. which right. I thought made
1: it scarier. And that moment, um, spoiler alert, the beheading.
0: Right. Uh, Very was totally well done. The best
1: beheading I've ever seen. Oh yeah, completely. <laughs>
0: Completely. <laughs> that
1: was awesome. Because <laughs> you
0: see the beheading through her eyes, and then when the head rolls off, and you see her body flopping, and the arms twitching, yeah, and
1: was... and then it pans back, and it's all a reflection in her eye. And right. I, I thought that was fucking
0: brilliant. Oh yeah, that was that um, was I loved, very that was stylish. The
1: best panel scenes ever.
0: Oh yeah, that was that was um, uh, hands down one of the best kills I think that's ever been filmed. Yeah. But but
1: I I will admit that. The first time I saw it, I was blown away by the film. The second time I saw it, I found more flaws in it. Right. Uh, I'll say that. I do... Well, um, well, I'll get to the ending in a little bit. I wanted to talk about the scene, just what your take of was... Um, a couple things was one of um, the many nipples of
0: the Yeah.
1: If you want to get
0: into that. See, that, I actually I, went looking know. for information on that after watching it, because I didn't know what the fuck was going on with that.
1: Now, that's the thing is, I kind of liked that scene simply because it was so ambiguous. It just made me, it just squicked me out and creeped me out. But I kind of liked it because it I thought it kind of harkened back a little to the ending uh, to me for it. Simply because I was like, it it just kind of, at first you're kind of like, oh, it's a slasher film and he's doing these things. And then you get these, you know, weird glimpses like he's talking to the driver of the, well, not talking, but he's communicating with the driver of the train. Right. And then it kind of that whole moment what I'm referring to is that the girlfriend of uh Leon and his his, his maybe could be gay friend oh Jurgis uh, I like Jurgis (laughs) Jurgis I love I actually like him but I like that actor so right I love Roger Bart so they um they break into uh um, Mahogany's apartment, and they end up just kind of finding out things about Mahogany that are just a little bit off. Right. It well, of, and kind of for me, added that layer of there's something more to this than just a plain slasher. There's something weird going on, even though right. Just, like.
0: Right. Well, see. At first, I didn't have a problem. Okay, because there's a scene where you see Mahogany sort of doing his his daily routine. He lives in this sort of, I'd say, oh. Probably built in like the twenties Ho- hotel. Looks like it was probably a really nice place once. In a, once upon a time, it's becoming seedy. Mm-hmm. And you see him, and he has these tumorous, warty nipple things all over his chest that he cuts off, and for reasons, tons of nipples, for and f- for reasons known only to him, keeps in a jar of blue stuff.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure why he kept his nipples.
0: Fuck if I know. And so uh, I don't know.
1: I kind of liked that. Well, drink. see, I, I
0: didn't have a problem with it at first because. I was thinking they were implying that he was supposed to be supernatural because then, you know, Leon starts finding murders from like a hundred years before Maya finds the train, uh, schedule that has the time circled back to like 1902. And so I'm thinking, okay, so, you know, he's, he's obviously like, if he was human, he's not human anymore. But then the ending negates that, and I've since looked it up, and apparently it sort of explains it in the story. It's just that he's ill is just well, not what I'll, I'll it is. I'll tell you
1: what my thoughts of it was. I didn't look up the story on it, but I'll tell you what, how I coincided it when we get to the end, okay. um, talking about the end. But I'll tell you what kind of my explanation for that moment was in a bit. Okay, go for uh, it. But I, 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 unless you want to talk about it now. No, right? that's so, fine. I don't
0: care. Okay, just, I'm
1: going to yell spoiler alert.
0: Go for so, it. Spoiler yeah.
1: alert, people. Spoiler alert. So, pretty much at the end of the film, we find out that uh, Mahogany wasn't just this random serial killer and just killing people. He was actually killing people, and it's this like citywide or uh, I don't know how wide conspiracy. Right. That right. Is, he's feeding these otherworldly creatures that have been be- living for uh, millions of yeah, years, eons. And I, I and someone said, oh, they're aliens. I don't
0: think they're aliens. No, I, think I don't think so either. No. They were, I think they were ancient creatures, that were, and this was the way they had to appease the ancient creatures from coming up and destroying the fucking universe. Right. And see, I wouldn't have had a problem with that, except that the film did a piss-poor job of explaining what the fuck they were.
1: Really? I, I actually got it right imme-
0: immediately. See, so. my thing is, is I couldn't tell, now, are the creepy goblin things... Um, do they convey wealth on the people who feed them? Is it to keep them from rising up? I mean, I understand that these things have to be fed, but why do they have to be fed?
1: See, I guess I just made a lot of assumptions, because I just assumed that the reason they were feeding them was to keep them from rising.
0: Uh, yeah, see, I the, I don't know, because that is one thing you can infer... But because apparently in this, apparently the story explains it better. So I'm, I'm thinking I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the short story and read it. But apparently these things are called fathers or something like that. And there's something Mm -hmm. I want to say. There's something like the prosperity of the city depends on them or something. So it's sort of a sacrifice a few for the good of many kind of thing. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense.
1: That's kind of what I got out of it. Right. Makes sense.
0: But if they had just said, you know, no, we're doing it because we're horrible and stupid and greedy. Okay, fine. Or we have to do it or else they'll kill everybody. But all the driver said before he ripped poor Leon's tongue out was that feed your masters. That's all he said. He never explained why. Yeah, you know? I assumed it
1: was, either, it was a Lovecraftian thing.
0: Well, I mean, if that's what it was, that's but that's cool. I wouldn't have had a problem with that.
1: Masters, it was very Lovecraftian, you know. Yeah, they, oh yeah, I'll totally give all. you we're that. we teasing them and we're gonna keep them down here as long as we can. There's a vast conspiracy about that, you know. Right, and
0: I wouldn't have had a problem with that, but I for me the film did not adequately convey it because uh, see,
1: i don't know maybe i'm just maybe because I, like the cops
0: and the fact that the, you know like, like they all have their little sigils and stuff sort of says like secret society we're doing it for what we can get out of it
1: see i didn't get that i got it for where's like a cult that's just trying to keep the human race from Getting overrun by goblin thingies. Right, and if they
0: had just said, "We have to feed them, or they'll kill everybody," I would have been fine with that. I guess it
1: was just me filling in a lot of blanks. I think they were. I. I I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's possible too.
0: Maybe I was just you know in a stupid mode and just needed everything explained to me that day.
1: now I tend to fill in a lot of blanks a lot of the time, and I'll just make up my own story. (laughs) I'm weird that way. I know. I I do that shit with movies, but. um, for, um, that one, I, I will agree it was a little ambiguous, but I kind of liked that it turned out to not just be a, a regular slasher. Yeah, movie. and see, so the so thing is, is apparently people, did, for me was very satisfying.
0: apparently people were, like, all pissed off, they're like, what, fucking goblins, are you kidding me? And it's like, I didn't have a problem with that. And I also had a problem with, again, huge spoiler here, Leon kills Mahogany and then has to replace him as the butcher, basically. And I had a problem with that that. because uh, my problem with that would be that after the driver murders Maya that way, from the impression I got from Leon and just just the way I would have reacted personally, I would have been like, fuck you. I don't care if all the goblins rise up and kill everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, you killed her and you ripped her heart out. I don't give a shit what they do to you.
1: Yeah, but also the reason I think, once again, my, I, I fill in blanks I think the reason that and he kind of Went so willingly is as the movie Went on and he was stalking mahogany He was I felt slowly turning Into mahogany uh, Because of the way his behavior Just kind of kept changing Yeah and, and I can so kind of see time, that At but... the very end he was so Close to the change that it, it Yeah it, it hurt him he was Just crushed that Maya died and, and all that and he probably But he didn't have the strength or even his own identity anymore to say fuck you that he was so far gone that he just and the final removing of his identity was them ripping his tongue out because he couldn't be he had no voice after that right but
0: i don't know my problem with that is first of all you can still talk if you're missing a tongue there are certain sounds you can't make but it's not like you ripped out his vocal cords so it's not like you would suddenly become mute if you lost your tongue
1: I think it was more like tongues ripping out is a little more well, exciting to watch. Than well, <laughs> well, yeah, and it's obviously
0: symbolic, and I'm sure you can't rip somebody's vocal cords out and then put them to work. Oh, but it'd be awesome if you could! Went, oh shit, there <laughs> oh, are several are people in my history class that would never speak again if that was the case.
1: There's a lot of people at my work. I would love to do that. Yeah, too. Just be like fuck. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. But anyway, but
0: I liked it. Like, like stylist, like stylistically, I- it was gorgeous. Yeah. and I like all I really of the,
1: really think it was the, um, the art direction whore in me that was that really liked this movie right and so I, I really liked that too
0: right and see I don't know see my my problem is 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 I, I just I needed a little bit more if they had just said it's this or it's this I would have been fine with it but I needed yeah. that this or this this and and the impression I got with Leon becoming the next mahogany. Was less that he had, and and bear in mind, this is just my impression. I'm not saying you're wrong. But,
1: no, I understand.
0: Yeah. Right. But I got it that it was less that he was becoming mahogany and more that he was broken by Maya's murder, basically. And by Uh, that point in time, he had nothing left. And I thought that that was sort of backed up by him stopping to look at the Polaroid of him with Maya the wall since now he lives in the shitty, uh, hotel.
1: Yeah, I, I could see that. I, I think that was, I, and while I see that, I think of that as a part of it, I still think that there was him just because a lot, there were so many moments of him slowly changing from happy go lucky Leon to doing like, like I think a good example of that was the sex scene.
0: Right. Which was very actor. sort of dark.
1: It was dark disturbing and at first it started kind of like oh you know it's kind of loving and it's you know they're kind of it's kind of sweet and sexy and all of a sudden all of a sudden he just kind of snaps and you can see this moment where he's not really himself anymore and she kind of senses that too yeah and that's kind of what clues me in to, that was the beginning of what clued me into going Leon's not really being Leon
0: anymore right and so. I guess my only problem with that is I, I don't know I suppose I just have a hard time believing that somebody could lose themselves that easily. I suppose I don't know. Maybe that's why they picked him though, since the yeah. goblins did choose him to become the next butcher.
1: Yeah, well, Leon was kind of a douche. So. And. Uh, if you want, if you want to get right down to it, Leon was kind of a douche. So.
0: But I don't know. I just I liked it, but I think it it had I think it has problems in some areas.
1: I, I will say the movie does have flaws, I don't think it's right. perfect, but I really did enjoy it, it was, just, I think why I enjoyed it so much was because at the time it came out, it was so different than a lot of the horror films that were out at that time, it came out in 2008, right? and I was just excited that I wasn't seeing another fucking Saw film.
0: Oh no, no, I totally agree with and, you, and, and I think it's worth Japanese watching. Film
1: with, yeah, or another film with the girl with... Long Japanese hair, who's out for vengeance. So right, it was just right. Kind of, I was like,
0: oh, it was it really was and new. Honestly, yeah. The,
1: reason, the main reason, the two main reasons I like this movie as much as I do, and it just goes to show you what exactly can can get away with movies with me, is that uh, it had a really charismatic villain, or not villain, but but you know main horror character, which was Moghany, right. right? And it had, and it was art directed within an inch of its life. Which yeah, I like.
0: actually, the guy who directed it is the same guy who did this, who did the movie Versus. With Tak talky, yeah, he's a Japanese director. Yeah, and uh, Versus is, is like one of my one of my fucking favorite movies. I haven't seen Versus. Oh my yet, god, watch too. it! You will laugh your ass off.
1: I really want to see it.
0: It is so. so yeah, are, you, want want about, it. you want to talk about? You want to talk about being art directed to within an inch of its life? Midnight Meat Train's got nothing on Versus. Trust me. I'm
1: gonna have to check out her. Oh yeah, you'll that. love it. You'll love awesome. it. Uh, it's on the list. I'll totally add it.
0: But, yeah, so I liked The Night Meat Train. I would recommend it, but I had some problems with it, basically.
1: Yeah, I, I would recommend it. I would definitely recommend it if you're a Clive Barker fan. Oh, definitely, fan. yeah. And I, I, I like it because it felt like Clive Barker to me, and it's been a while since a good Clive Barker film came out, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I think the, <laughs> the last one, last one within memory, memory really is enjoying was, Candyman. What was the last one? Can't, well, actually, Candyman—the last one I remember that I really enjoyed of um, Clyde Barker was Lord of Illusions. I really enjoyed that uh, one. Lord but of Illusions, also of RPG I don't know. Nerd, and it reminded me of the, the game. reminded me of uh, the whole thing. reminded me of the RPG game Mage, and that's why I liked oh, uh-huh. Lord of Illusions as much as I did.
0: I actually saw Lord of Illusions. I actually saw Lord of Illusions in the theater with my friend Kari, and
1: see, I saw it on cable. I'm so.
0: surprised she ever talked to me again. Frankly.
1: I kind of like Lord of
0: Lucia. That was a cheesy fun. No, I didn't have a problem with it. It was a lot harder than I was expecting because, because when I saw it, we were still in high school. Oh well, there you and go. And so we went and saw, or if we had graduated, we had only been out of school for like a year. Yeah. And uh, and it was a lot harder than I was expecting. And I was only just starting to make a foray into horror. Mm-hmm. So you know, I still hadn't watched Nightmare on Elm Street. I hadn't even watched Poltergeist yet.
1: Yeah, Clive Barker not one you want to dive into. No, and so I
0: had seen Nightbreed, and I loved Nightbreed, and I was expecting this to be in the same vein, and it yeah, really is not. Yeah, Nightbreed's
1: a lot more of a soft core horror film. I guess is a good way yeah. Of it to yeah. Well, it's much it's more, more, more fantastical. Yeah, it's more of a fantasy, and right, it's a dark
0: Night fantasy and basically. Wrong, but... And so, but, um,
1: yeah.
0: And so I don't. I, I haven't seen it since. I'm sure I would like it just fine now. But Kari is not, by any stretch of the imagination, a horror fan. So. Oh, dear. Yeah, she was just like, the movie got over, she's just like, really? Really? <laughs> I hate you, bitch. And I'm like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, see, I
1: watched Lord Illusions on cable. And I was, I, and, um, but like I said, I'm a
0: Clive Barker whore. I'm a big, you know, I'm a Barker slut. Right. Um, no, and, I love uh, Clive
1: Barker, and, too. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. But and I think that was the other reason I really liked the movie as much, just because it was it was unique at the time. Uh-huh. And like I said, on the second viewing, the first viewing, viewing, I was blown away. The second viewing, I was like, uh, this movie has flaws. Yeah. And so I can see where you're coming from, but um, and I honestly, the, the thing that kind of just made me go, oh well, I guess I did. I. I Guess movie wasn't as great as I remember it was the fact that I was so blown away by
0: Vinny Jones. Yeah, and he when, is and masterful in this. He is. He watched it for him because I, honestly, when the the story
1: starts focusing more on Leon and Maya and them, I really kind of stopped caring.
0: Well, I, I liked Maya. Honestly, I mean, I thought she was she was portrayed, you know, fairly real. I mean, as realistically as anybody well, in yeah, a movie I mean, like that had this. Nothing to do with the acting, <clears throat> right? Lord I liked the, the actress who just, played her, and I liked, I thought her reactions to things were realistic. I mean, she was oh, yeah, confused, I, she was worried, you know, oh, yeah, she thought, thought her she boyfriend was, great, was losing his mind, and...
1: I thought she was a great female character, and like I said, I had nothing against, like, the acting. I, it's just that Mahogany was so intriguing. Yeah,
0: yeah, he was definitely the it, most interesting of the movie.
1: When when the film didn't focus on him, I kind of just lost interest for a little while. Right, So I would put it a recommend for me, just because if you like um, if you like really good art direction, and I really think Mahogany is what I would call... i put him up there with the staples of horror. I think he's that good of a villain. Yeah, I could see it, just like, because
0: he was more than just a, a mindless killing machine, and yet at the same time, you still largely had no idea what his motivation was. Yeah, I
1: would put him in the tier with Candyman. Yeah, definitely, that, definitely. Like, Pinhead. Tier, the... Of, of horror villains. I mean, not the Parthenon, but I mean, I put him in well, the Well, second-
0: to be fair, I mean, a lot of the characters that are in the Parthenon are there because of quantity and not necessarily quality.
1: Exactly. And I think he's a quality horror um, right. icon. And I'd I, say the I, same
0: I thing of- with Candyman and at least the first Hellraiser movie.
1: Yeah, I'd put him in Candyman and Pinhead, um, the um, the tall man. Yeah, from definitely. Pentantism. I'd put him in that group of that interesting, charismatic, odd, you know, fascinating.
0: Right, I'm curious about why do. you do what you do.
1: Yeah, and, and Vinnie Jones, man, that man can, I, I never thought that that guy could act. And boy, can he! Uh-huh. I, I, and he was awesome. And just how off-putting they made him look in that suit. Yeah, that horrible haircut. Oh yeah,
0: with his his peanut head.
1: Yeah, he had his little peanut head. Uh huh. And that ill-fitting suit. It didn't fit him. It was a little small. That's right. why I thought was so amazing was uh, about that was they put him in a suit that was a little bit too small, not horribly small. Right. That it was a that, that notice it but it was just ill-fitting enough that it kind of made you kind of put you off on it right
0: well then at and, the same time really he, had sort of a, he had sort of a he had sort of a prissy streak where you notice he was constantly adjusting his tie like you didn't like it if his tie was crooked Yeah. you know remember yeah. that he was constantly like touching his tie and
1: yeah he was like so ticky tacky
0: yeah yeah
1: and covered in nipples
0: yes yes he was <laughs> when he wasn't cutting them off basically
1: uh, yeah, so I'm like, I've got so many nipples, I don't know what to do with them. Let's put them in a jaw. Yeah,
0: and then I'll visit them later, my little nipple children.
1: Yeah, I think he would, like, go back and if he had a, you know, a, a, a symbolic tongue, he'd talk to them. <laughs> he sang
0: them to sleep with tender lullabies. Yeah,
1: but yeah with no tongue, so it'd be like...
0: Pretty much. He could still hum.
1: Yeah, he could... His nipple children to sleep. There
0: we go. Into sweet, sweet slumber.
1: Sweet, sweet slumber. Sleep well, my nipple children. Indeed, sleep well. indeed.
0: Godspeed, Oosh. nipple babies. Godspeed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, yeah, recommend from me, I would say. Yeah, I would my recommend it. Higher than, um,
0: yeah I mean like I said it was not a bad movie I just personally had a few issues with it so yeah.
1: like I said I, I think my recommendation is a little higher than yours right so. I, but we'll yeah Vinnie Jones is definitely
0: he was definitely uh, yeah, I, I,
1: yeah. and I think, yeah, I think it will be you watch it the first time and you'll be like
0: yeah and uh-huh. then you just don't
1: go watch it a second
0: time <laughs> well I'm curious to watch it I mean I've already sent it back but you know I have Netflix it's not like I can't get it again I'm curious to watch it again yeah. with a commentary on because Clive Barker and the director do the commentary, so. Uh,
1: that I would like, actually, to hear what Clive yeah. Barker thought of it, because he didn't, you know, he helped, and he, I think he produced it, and he helped with the screenplay, but I don't think he wrote it, so. Uh, or, and he obviously didn't direct it. So right, it would be inter- right. interesting to hear what his take was uh-huh. on it, because I actually heard that the story was actually uh, about, you know, the opening scene where the there was the bald man yeah. in the train, and, he wakes up and he's. But like, I heard that the the book the story was pretty much just about that guy. Oh really? Up on a train covered in blood. Yeah. And Not knowing what like, the well, hell's going on. And that's what I heard. That was yeah. And I did like that. You found out at the the very beginning, that very first shot of that the bald guy and waking up and he's on the train and it's covered in blood and he's like, "What the shit?" Was actually the ending of the film. Yeah. Right. And it wasn't Mahogany that he was being terrorized it was by. It was Leon. Right. So I liked that. I thought that was kind of cool. Right. But I'm a sucker for bullshit like that. So.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, like you said, it was very stylish. So.
1: Yeah, uh, it was beautiful. I would put that up art direction wise. Um, not as high as something like Silent Hill, but I would put it at least in my top 10. Yeah. Of art directed films. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's one of those movies where you could just put it on mute and watch, frankly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's it's hardly a Silent Hill or so, Bram right, Dracula, right, right, and I it's it's it not.
0: Done. Yeah, I mean, it's not that the dialogue is bad either. Unlike Silent yeah. Hill and occasionally Bram Stoker's Dracula. But.
1: And I liked the fact I will say about this about one more thing about the art direction before we move on is that I liked the fact that it created a horror will, world that wasn't the Saw or Hostel universe where everything was covered in rust and
0: right and
1: stuff. I mean, well, it, it was
0: grimy, but it was like a sort of a believable. Well, neglected I mean, were, like, city stations kind of growing. Yeah, like,
1: Mahogany's apartment was grimy, but when you watch the whole thing, the whole thing was actually kind of had this sleek, pristine look, in a way. Like, all of Mahogany's tools were cleaned
0: within an yeah. inch of them. Yeah, and chrome, Those very chrome.
1: Chrome and shiny and well-kept.
0: well-maintained. And the right. trains
1: were actually not like gross; they were actually quite, you know, inhabitable. Well, and, yeah, that that I mean, actually
0: cracked me up with the scene with Ted Ramey where he's like, "What? You know, the air conditioning works, and we can actually understand the." Yeah.
1: There's no graffiti. The driver, no
0: graffiti. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, but I think you'd rather have the one that has graffiti on it, dude. Yeah. That means there are people
1: alive. On exactly.
0: That train. <laughs> <laughs> people I, got off. I, of I love Ramey. Yeah, he's funny. He was great. He in that. Be, he's going to be my next horror crush. Oh Sorry yeah. I love him. Well, I adore him. Speaking of Ted Ramey, he fucking, God, I laughed my ass off when I realized who that was. Because I saw Candyman long before I knew who any of the Ramey boys oh, were. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, after I got to know Evil Dead and all of that. And I'm watching Candyman again, and I'm like, who the fuck decided to put Ted Ramey in? As the bad boy boyfriend.
1: Was that not fucking hilarious?
0: Because that's believable. I
1: laughed my ass off. Who decided off Joxer ass. got
0: to be the stud? That was kind
1: of awesome. I was like, that was awesome. That oh, I laughed so
0: fucking hard when I, I, I saw that. I laughed my ass off. All
1: right, shall we move on?
0: Yep, okay. Um Vamp for just, like, two seconds, because i got to get something right. to drink. So, um,
1: I will tell you about my childhood. Yes. While um, Stacy. Peas or does whatever she does. I was born in a log cabin and I lived in the woods and was raised by ferrets, hillbilly ferrets that love to eat bananas. And we used to live. I'm running out of ideas! My... What are you doing over oh, there? No, keep going! This is great! This is why I. This is why I need my husband. I'm I, he's much better at vamping than I am. So how are you out there in Listener Land? Doing well? If you and well while well, Stacy's probably peeing. No, uh, I'm, I'm going to tell weird. you how to get in contact with us. You can actually contact us at uh, via email at creepykitchals at gmail.com uh, you can find us on Facebook if you just do a creep, uh, search for creepy kitsch and remember Kitch is spelled K I T C H uh, you can check out our blog, uh, which actually we haven't been writing as many articles as we used to. But I've got one like of go the works. Stuff. You've been better at it
0: than I am. I've got one of the works, too. I need to just sit down oh, and write good.
1: it. But it's uh, creepykitsh at blogspot.com, and you can also follow us on Twitter. You can follow Stacy on LemonWitch, That's Lemon underscore witch. And you can follow me as Sins Angel, all one word, 42, all one word, Sins Angel 42. There,
0: there you, you go. go. I'm
1: done vamping. Are you all done right. Yeah, I just
0: needed something to drink. Oh, okay, never mind. I was parched. That
1: was that was awesome. That was probably the most lamest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, before. I love
0: that you tried climbing, you were born in a log cabin. I'm like, yeah, a log cabin was, in the middle it, of fucking suburbia.
1: Yeah, well, I was raised by ferrets that ate bananas. There That's you as go. Far as it got right there, banana I, that, eating
0: ferrets. At least they smelled good.
1: You know what the funny part was? Is I used to be in an improv group.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I actually was a part of a comedy troupe, an improv comedy troupe called Bag of Donuts.
0: Where was that with Roy?
1: No, that was, a, that was actually not with Roy, but Roy, I think, saw us perform once or twice. So uh-huh. It was a group of people I used yeah, to work speaking with. Speaking
0: of which, Roy, my darling. Oh, I thought that was going to be your weekly <laughs> fun podcast. Uh I got what? my uh, my awesome little Halloween package, and thank you very much for it. That being said, for the exorcist screamer that you put in the middle of the, <laughs> uh, the little Halloween treat that you put together there, uh, I will be paying you back. You almost made me ruin my new Halloween panties, and, uh, yeah, yeah.
1: For those of you who don't know who Roy is, Roy is the gentleman who, um, I actually do my other podcast with, Sassy Cast, which is a fabulous cast with uh, two of my favorite gay boys in the whole world. Oh, yeah, and they're
0: hilarious.
1: And since it's October, we're doing a shitload of stuff on Halloween and horror films, so if you're interested in that... Um, the funny part is, is look up the episodes, they're, they're named really weird, if you want to hear our horror movie stuff, look up the episodes that are titled Dick and Dick Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> I am not kidding. Uh, so, Classy. Uh, but, yeah, Roy has been, is also actually an avid listener of, um, of, uh, Creepy Kitsch, and he, uh, honestly, uh, Sassy Cass is pretty fucking hilarious, so you can find it at Sassy Cass on iTunes. Yeah, definitely it give Facebook. them a listen, they're hilarious. And they're on Mevo, too, so if you go to Mevo and search Sassy Cashel,
0: you'll find them But you know, uh, Roy, I know that you're afraid of the ring. And I'm not afraid of Samara or Sadako the way you are, so uh, you're going to get a present, oh, my fucked, friend.
1: Right. you're going to get a present. you fucked with the wrong Mexican today.
0: <laughs> you took <laughs> on the Thunder, Mexican. bitch. <laughs> you're going to get the udders now, son. So, end of the line. Yes. Yes. End of the line. <laughs> I All was right, you pleasantly you surprised synopsis? by this. Sure, cool? yeah, I'll synopsize it. I was pleasantly you know, surprised you know was by I, actually? that. I actually liked it a bit more than Midnight Meat Train. Uh, honestly, I was pleasantly
1: surprised by it as well. I, um, I didn't think the acting was all that stellar but i thought the idea of the film and the way it was done was so well done that i was able to ignore yeah, acting yeah. after a while so. the,
0: the the problem i had with it was the acting was very choppy at first but a lot of the actors who were sort of awkward at first tended to smooth out and then some people were just bad but other people were kind of made up for it so so yeah. that being said end of the line is a canadian horror movie and uh it's set in i don't does, does it ever say where it's set so say it's no, set it in Montreal. really doesn't give. I would
1: assume because there was enough French going on
0: in there somewhere in Quebec. But yeah, don't quote well, me on that. hard to say so. because the main character, I'm pretty sure, was Kev- uh, Québécois. Karen. Yeah. She had a little bit of an accent going on there.
1: A lot of people did, so that's why I would yeah. assume that there was somewhere. Near so there, there were French Canadians in
0: that. there as well as the more, you know.
1: Yeah. How you doing, eh,
0: Canadians that you would expect?
1: Yeah, I think they were French Canadians. I'm pretty sure that they were, like, Quebecian, or uh-huh. something. Uh-huh, like
0: Quebecois, I believe is how yeah. you pronounce it.
1: <laughs> I like saying Quebecian. Québécois. And now, in is going to bitch-slap me. So, <laughs> I'm so glad that this episode's coming out after I visit her this weekend. <laughs> Karin is our Canadian, uh, our beautiful Canadian um, listener. So You're beautiful, did you hear that? Don't <laughs> slap me. Bonjour, Karin! <laughs> <Quebecian>. Je t'adore! <laughs> think you're beautiful don't hit me (laughs) uh
0: sin sin, set all i can't remember how to say bitch in french
1: oh she will email us and tell us how (laughs) (laughs) i love cut in in. she's a magnificent bitch and she's a great artist too and if you want to see her artwork go to uh i think it's uh canthara.net.com
0: yeah she's the one who drew the awesome darkness uh, trading card right
1: no that was um that was Kythra.
0: Oh, fuck. You have too many friends so, with K-names.
1: Uh, I've got right. friends with strange names. Well, Cutin is also fandom. awesome,
0: so go look at her, too. And Kythra.
1: Yeah. I, I will find her. Uh, where, go ahead and talk, and I will, I'm will. i gonna find Ken Thura's website so I can plug her. So go ahead and you know, continue there. Um,
0: okay, so so here's the summary of the movie. So basically, again, you have a you know train to hell, just like you did with the previous one. Uh, it's set... The movie is largely set on a subway train, unlike Mystery Meat Train, which would sort of deviate back and forth. What happens is you're following sort of the main character, although later on in the movie it kind of becomes an ensemble piece, who is a nurse named Karen who uh, has suffered a shock because a patient was released sort of against her recommendation from the hospital she works at. And uh, she then promptly threw herself in front of a subway train, committed suicide. And uh, the impression you get is that she was close with this patient, whose name was, I think, Vivian or Veronica. Uh,
1: Lillian.
0: No, it was a V name, I thought. Hold
1: on, let me look it up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I can swear it was, like, Vivian.
1: I thought it was Lillian, but maybe it's Vivian. I think you're right. Her last name was was
0: Lee. I remember that.
1: Honestly, I think you're right. I think it was... um, Vivian? I think you're right. I think it was Vivian. I'll look it up me let me check a look. Uh, I'm on Internet Movie
0: Database. There you go for all your movie needs. You are it was Vivian. Okay, so right. Vivian uh, is actually the first kill you see in the movie, and it's 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 creepy. I mean, I put it up there with the original. Uh, did was, you ever see the, that? Was really, what'd you say?
1: That was really creepy. I agree oh yeah, with
0: you. basically, you see her. She's. I thought she was a hooker at first, honestly just because of the, the short, short skirt and then the knee-high stockings she was wearing. But I don't know, maybe she was just fashionable. And she's standing there, and she looks like she's about ready to cry. She's clearly terrified. And there's a strange man who's getting closer to her, but you never actually see him walk. She just looks over, and every time he's a little closer. Oh, God, that was so fucked Oh, yeah. Up. <laughs> that scene freaked me the fuck out. Oh, yeah. And uh, and I'm not going to spoil any more of it, because that part was, was really creepy. That was creepy.
1: I will say one thing before, I, and, and I'll go into more of things, but there were visuals in that film that were like parts of my worst
0: fucking life oh, yeah. as a
1: child. I oh yeah, kidding. this was
0: and so I scary shit.
1: What those visuals were, but one of them was the the was Vivian sitting was standing on the train platform, and that sil- the silhouette of the man getting you know, closer, right. so still with
0: his back to her and he'd
1: be closer, but his back would be to
0: the camera. She's trying to pretend still. like he's not there, but at the same time yeah. she's, she's sobbing cause she's so scared. That is, yes.
1: Yeah. And,
0: uh, that is some of the shit in my nightmare.
1: Oh right yeah. There. Oh and yeah. I'll tell you about the other one when we get closer to
0: talking about the ending. But. Okay, cool. Go ahead. Yeah, so sorry. Karen is shook up by this and decides that she's just going to go home. And, uh, in her office, or I don't know if it was specifically her office. In an office she's sitting in, there was a packet of uh, drawings left to her that Vivian had left to her before she uh, left the hospital. And this is actually the second time you see the packet. Yeah. Um, at the beginning, it says something in Latin. It's sort of the first stinger of the movie. Is her on the train, and then yes. these oh, things in her face? Scared me too. Oh God! I know. I was like ah! watching that. Scared the shit out of my cat. Was,
1: I mean, technically, you can classify that as a cat scare. Oh, it was a total it was jump scare. About it. But, uh, hey, you know what? It was a
0: well-done cat oh, scare. Oh, yeah, cat. very, very well done. It and I it also was, think it was a uh, clue to what was going on on the train. And I'll explain that. Uh, no, I, I agree with
1: you. I know what you're talking about. Okay.
0: A, so, anyway. Yeah, explain it later. Uh, anyway, the, the previously, when you have this sort of jump scare at the beginning, it says something in Latin. But now it says, uh, Karen, what was it, Soon You'll See Them Too? Veronica, or uh, Vivian, something yeah, to that effect. And it's a series yeah, of, something of like that. increasingly upsetting uh, paintings that she has had done. Yeah. So Karen, you know, is she's obviously heart sore. She's stressed out. The emergency room has been a zoo. And she just, she's had it. She goes home. Uh, on the way, and, and sort of in the background, through a lot of these sh- shots, you see inferences of this. It's like a cult, but not quite. Like I doubt they live on a compound or anything like that, but they all tend to dress the same way. Really, I, I, no offense to any Mormon listeners we have, but their look reminded me a lot of when well, when you get the the, the little eighteen year old Mormon boys, the bicycle Mormons.
1: Yeah, I think that's might have been what they were going that, for. Yeah, very very like Mormon Baptist slash very know, clean
0: a, cut, kind of like, and it was yes. what, what? What were they called? I they don't had remember. a day. It, it had a day in it. It's like it was like Church of the New Day or something like that.
1: Something like that. I honestly I can't because I think I they,
0: they were called the New Dares. W- weren't they called New Dares? New Dares,
1: yeah.
0: Something like that. Anyway, so and and, and it's you know they, they sell these muffins that are apparently citywide because you see them everywhere. And accept donations for him, and it looks like the donations go towards like he- you know helping kids and things like that. <laughs> so it seems like one of those things that yeah, you could classify it as a cult, but it's a pretty benign cult. And she eats a couple of the muffins. She gets on the the train, or she- no, I'm sorry, she's waiting for the train, and this just complete and utter creeper comes along, and he's super blonde, which for some reason makes it worse because he's like so oh blonde, my God. he's see through. He's like a toehead scary. Yeah, and he's dumb. like he's like and he looks just enough like uh oh shit, what's his name? Uh he played the main character on Forever Night.
1: I don't know who you're talking about. All I know is that guy it was
0: fucking His name's creepy. like Jarrett or something weird like that. Anyway, uh, yeah, so he's he's creepy. And he starts like sort of hardcore coming on to her. But not like in a hey baby, let's go somewhere, but more like
1: like, I want to touch you in bad ways. Yeah,
0: like <laughs> like creepy uncle and your parents just pulled out of the driveway, kind of inappropriate. Oh, he
1: was fucked up. I, and i got to give him credit for being as fucked up. Yeah,
0: yeah, he was very good at being good. gross. I mean, he was totally gross. And one thing I have to say, I fucking loved Karen. Because he came over to her and he comes on to her real hardcore and she just sort of, you know, brushes him off. And he's asking her her name, and she won't tell him. And he goes, "Oh, I know what your name is." His cut face, and she just turns around and flips him the bird right in that his was face. Awesome. Right in his face, and that was beautiful.
1: That was awesome. I actually really liked her. I do too, actually, I liked Karen as a character. She came across to me as very believable and gutsy. Yeah, despite the fact that I mean, yeah, she was kind of the quote unquote final girl. But I, I like that she wasn't the typical final girl. She actually had, she, she and she wasn't like, raw oh, badass or anything like that. Cause if she, it, she was just, she was believable and she was a believable strong woman. Well, she came across
0: then, as a believable nurse, basically.
1: Oh yeah. She was caring, but she was like, no <laughs> well, nonsense. and she, but she was very
0: like, you know, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. The, the creepy guy, he looked like Jarrett Wynn Davies, who was the guy who played Nick Knight in Forever Night.
1: Oh, uh, okay. I was actually thinking of, um, he looked like, uh, what was his name? Uh, I can't believe I forgot his name, and it's been on my mind the whole time. Oh, um, no, shit, I forgot his name. Uh, The guy who played Chaucer in, in that, um, that, um not for first Knight, I can't believe, Knight's Tale?
0: Oh, you know, I something. never saw it. Bentley. Hang on, I'll look him up.
1: Bentley something. Like that, he looks like that to me. He looks like a poor man's version of
0: that. <laughs> tale. He played Chaucer. You said
1: he played Chaucer. If you just look up a Knight's Tale,
0: uh, Paul Bettany. Yeah, yeah, he's Bettany. another he one of those. Like Paul... He looks like a poor
1: man's Paul. Bettany. Yeah,
0: he's yeah, another he like one of those like transparent blondes. Like he's so fucking blonde, you could probably read the newspaper through him.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. He came across as like.
0: <gasps> oh yeah. He... Well, for some reason, that super blonde made it worse.
1: Yeah, he creep me the fuck out. I yeah. thought he was
0: really oh, yeah. good in that. I, he was yeah, very he believable was well. as like and, a creepy rapist basically. You know,
1: and, yeah, and you know he was he was chewing the scenery. I won't say he wasn't. He was just like nah, 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 with that scenery, but he was really believably scary in right. that and played a great. He was just a great psychotic in that. Oh yeah. And I liked
0: uh, it. excuse me. So she's sort of saved from him from you know this degenerating into a brawl. By a very nice young man named Mike, who pretends to know her, and this sort of, you know. He was adorable. He really was. He actually reminded me a lot of uh, Joel, uh, what's his name, from Hatchet.
1: Oh, um, Joel Moore? Yeah, he kind of,
0: something about his look.
1: I thought he was was like the more attractive version of Joel Moore. His name was uh, Nicholas Wright
0: yeah and I think it's
1: kind of just like every guy yeah well
0: that's that's something that was I think to be commended for this movie you had people who were pretty like the chick who played Karen was very pretty but it was a believable not a believable pretty. nobody looked surgically perfected pretty Nobody looked so, like, you know, they'd had their teeth bleached and capped. and
1: Exactly. I, I, like I said, it, there was no hard boobies. Everyone no. Looked, nobody looked were, like, you know, they'd gotten
0: their start on the Disney Channel or anything. Yeah,
1: everyone looked realistic, and I liked that. And I think that's what added a lot to yeah. how scary it was.
0: And it sort of becomes a... I wouldn't... Well, I mean, I, I do think it becomes an ensemble piece later on. But it, it sort of almost becomes like a... Kind of like how The Signal was done. Like it's, it's overlapping stories. And so you'll see one story and then you'll see the same story again. But what was going on with this character while that story was going on?
1: Yeah, it was, it it was kind of like separate stories, but I don't think it was, it was a little less as in vignettes. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, it just, it was almost
0: vignettes, but it was, but like, like you see the first part, you see what happens. And Mike and, uh, Uh, Karen get on the train the train leaves and then shortly like like within minutes it breaks down it stops and nobody can understand what the conductor is saying because the uh, speakers are so poor so uh Karen at this point in time uh, has started she scares herself she thinks she sees the ghost of a really creepy looking ghost of, of Vivian outside of the the train window Oh yeah. She, she screams. Mike comes running up, afraid that the pervert is accosting her again. And and so they're sort of comforting, you know, making chit chat, com- taking comfort in each other's company, basically. And what appears to be a very sweet older woman comes up as well, saying that you know she had been all alone back in the back of the uh, the train, and and she was nervous and and wondered if they would mind if she came up and. You know, stayed with them for company, and they're like, "No, of course." So she and uh, she, she claims that she saw someone running out on the track or something. Is not that what she says? Because Mike and, and yeah, Karen are she peering said, out oh, the window. Oh, I saw
1: someone out there.
0: And so they're peering yeah, out the window.
1: Like, yeah, I, was, I saw someone out there. I saw so, something like that.
0: So and uh, and while while the train is broken down, you see, you know, there, there's. The train is obviously a long line of cars, and there's just there's a couple of people scattered hither and thither on each car, and uh, a lot of them happen to be people who belong to this cult of the New Day or whatever the hell it's called, and they all have beepers that go off. Uh, yeah. Well, this old that lady. Was oh, that was completely fucked up. This older woman, who you know, she looks like she could be like somebody in college's older mom or you know, have young grandkids or something like that, you know, totally looks like she crochets on the weekend and, you know, worries in July what she's gonna make for dinner and Think or for what she's gonna make for Thanksgiving dinner. You know, she, she seems totally harmless.
1: Oh, she was totally like she came in and she was so like someone's grandma. Yeah, that yeah, totally. I was like, and
0: oh my God. uh And so while Mike and Karen are peering out the window trying to see if they can see someone, her beeper comes off. She takes out the beeper. She looks at it. Her face goes pale. She wanders over to Mike, reaches into her purse, pulls out a fucking knife, and attacks him. Stabs the shit out of him a couple of times, too. Not fatally, thankfully. Well, it turns out that basically this cult has gotten word that it's the Armageddon, and they need to kill as many people as they can to save them from the demons. So their idea is is whomever they murder gets sort of a free pass into heaven, so that these these monsters can't get them. Essentially.
1: Yeah. What I will say is, I have to admit, one of the creepier parts of the film was how much conviction the people in the cult.
0: Oh had, yeah. Oh yeah. And
1: how they portrayed that, like that that old, that lady who was obviously the true believer right out of all of them was fucking scary oh yeah because she was so happy
0: right um, yeah i mean they, know, they saw this as a blessing you know this was yeah and the fact that they
1: were going around going we're going to save you and 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 I, one thing i will say is it never came across as oh we're trying to be scary There, the people who were actually like in the cult i don't know what the director did that made this work for me was that they when they kept saying we're gonna save you we're gonna save you it came across as, yeah, they were, like, going to save them.
0: Yeah, after oh, yeah. A while,
1: I started to think, maybe it's best to just kind of stop and let them do their job, because you don't know what really is going on up there, you know? And it was really amazingly scary.
0: Right, and so the, the, the sort of, what's the word I'm looking for, the... The meat of the story seems to be these few survivors attempting to fight off the cultists, who you know they're convinced has gone crazy. They're trying to get out of this off the train, out of the subway uh, station, and, and up above so they can get help. Well, and here's the spoiler: they find out at the end it it looks like Armageddon has actually begun, and the movie actually ends on a cliffhanger because the cultists kill people for X amount of time, their beeper goes off again, and then they feed each other some kind of, like, it's like a cyanide tablet or something.
1: Yeah, it was pretty much them saying, you saved everyone you can, it's time for you to go away now. Right.
0: And so, you know, for our survivors, they're like, oh, thank God, but now people are starting to see things in the subway tunnel. Yeah. And then you see these things come crawling towards the survivors, you see a look of horror on Karen's face, and that's where the movie ends.
1: Yeah. Well, it wasn't actually a look a complete horror when you No, right but it was it was
0: a look of of concern, insanity. I guess.
1: <laughs> and I've read um, interesting takes on the ending of that on IMDb, which I guess I just never caught.
0: Oh, really? Um, like what?
1: Yeah, there was I, I don't know. They they keep talking about this muffin angle, but I didn't catch anything about muffins. Okay, no, see then, that's
0: actually what I'm talking about with the beginning, which I think was oh, the yeah. clue. Yeah,
1: but I mean, they were saying that the muffins were, like, hallucinogens, and that that really wasn't the end of the world. Yeah,
0: that's that's what I think happened, actually.
1: Yeah. See, and the thing is, is I actually thought it was the end of the world.
0: Well, it could be, but... I
1: actually kind of were like,
0: ah! My my take on it is, is I didn't catch all of it, but at the very beginning, you see Karen on the subway when there's the boo scare, and she's looking at the envelope, and it says something in Latin, and one of the words was Ergot. And,
1: yeah, that, that I, I did catch.
0: Right, and ergot poisoning is, it's ergot is a fungus that grows on rye, and it's essentially naturally occurring LSD. Mm-hmm. And so I really got several clues sort of throughout the movie that the this reverend who is the head of this cult had essentially either gone insane and was bringing about the end of the world, or a tainted batch of muffins had gotten out and everybody was tripping the fuck out ah i see because for starters there was the whole ergot mention these muffins are everywhere if people if you don't see people eating them people are mentioning them or they're mentioning the cult and also there was the what was his name benny there were the two guys who who worked in the subway the black guy and the other guy with the pregnant wife and he had said that he hadn't had anything to eat for days except for rye bread and muffins
1: Man, you know what? I must have been completely asleep for this movie. For some reason, I don't remember anything about
0: the muffin angle. Oh, really? No. Um, I don't. You I see, I, I Karen, must have been asleep for the movie. You see I Karen take sleep. two of them and eat one of them.
1: Yeah, I didn't even put two and two together about muffins. I don't know what it is. I, I think I have movie amnesia, because I don't remember <laughs> shit about anyone eating no muffins or anything. So when that ending came around, I was actually kind of like the idea of going, ah, oh, well and i mean
0: and i think the ending honestly is ambiguous enough that you could make an argument either way this is just what i think happened and this is what i found in the movie to support it part of the reason now one of the things you could say that it couldn't have been was the fact that everybody was having the same hallucination however that could also just be a plot hole you know. True.
1: I don't know. The movie seemed to really give a lot of things enough thought that I'm not sure if that was a plot hole. But, they,
0: but, but I, part of the reason why I think it was a hallucination is because Karen, uh, the, the girl cultist who had sex with her boyfriend, I can't remember her name.
1: Julia, I thought.
0: or Julia. Yeah, something like that. The little blonde girl. Um, her, uh, Karen, and, oh, I know a couple of other people saw these basically uh vivian was another one would see people and sometimes people they recognized but they were horribly like mutated or something yeah like their eyes were sealed shut and they had mouths but they were growing together
1: yeah which was fucking scary oh yeah
0: completely but
1: there's another piece of the nightmares of my world
0: Oh really? This fucking
1: director, for some reason, somehow <laughs> got into my goddamn childhood um, subconscious and created a whole movie based off it. Okay, do tell. Uh, well, no, I used to have like crazy nightmares about things like that. Right. That and like the the ma- like I said, the man with his. Um, back to the camera oh, right right and every That's time beginning. they would shoot back to me be a little closer i used to have dreams like that i used to have dreams of people with like no faces like that like their lips are melting together and uh-huh. their eyes are melting together and the one the kicker and this sounds almost lame why this this was such an image that stuck with me okay at the very end we already kind of spilled the you know the guts on on the end right the ending of the film um when they show karen she, you know, at the end, she sees these demons.
0: That crawl out of the bodies of the the, the uh, suicidal cult members.
1: Exactly. She's, she um, pretty much, you know, she gets cornered and she looks up and she sees these demons coming at her. Right. And there's this moment at the very beginning, because it actually shows, you know, like, they, they hint at other people seeing it, like Mike... Kind of stops and looks over his shoulder fearfully, and the little kid right. runs away. and, and then the then Asian girl else looks over and sees something, and which is why I kind of had the feeling that oh my god, this is real. Well, Karen actually sees the demons coming out, and there's this moment, and it's like I said, it's a moment that I'm probably the only person in the world that finds scary. Where the way they shot it, it's a long cut down the hall, a long shot down that hallway or wherever she is, uh, alleyway, whatever. And you see the wall, like the corner, like it's, she, you know, she turned the corner Uh and you see these hands reach out around the corner and grip the side of the wall. And this face just peer out at her Uh from that corner, from a distance. I swear to fucking God, that shit has been in my nightmare since I was eight.
0: Oh really? Oh, I'm so sorry.
1: I still have goddamn nightmares at the age of 34. Of looking up and seeing some weird thing like that putting its hands on the corner of my doorway and just peering in Right, anymore. right. I am not kidding. So when I'm watching this movie, it's in broad daylight, keep in
0: mind. Right.
1: And that moment happens, I almost had to turn the movie off. I'm not surprised. Yeah, and I'm was surprised like, you made it to the end like, of it. like, my heart fucking stopped. I was like, and I was like, this movie knows my nightmares. And I am terrified right now. <laughs> and why is this director in my head? I hate him. i fucking hate this man and i hope he dies that's all i kept thinking the entire time and like i said this whole movie could have fucking sucked but if it kept that moment in the film right i would have been like this is the scariest fucking movie it would have
0: been like piss your pants horrible
1: it was piss your pants scary for me that moment i was terrified
0: so well i did fuck you,
1: fuck you my husband just did it to
0: me oh of course he did
1: I hate you. I didn't even hear him. I turned around. I see these hands. Oh. You know what? Oh. I'm so not getting any sex for a month. I'm done. You do not get... Action. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? I've seen your face before. You're not that scary. So, anyway, stop turning the lights off. I hate you.
0: True love anyway, and chateau daum
1: So, um, I will soon be divorced. And- <laughs> Please, that was your chance, Gray. Give me a call. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Excuse me. Oh, God.
1: Anyway, go, continue. I just wanted to reiterate what though, that no, was. No, I agree.
0: I mean, those, those move. Those sort of. Just the way they move and their appearance was very upsetting.
1: Oh, it was very upsetting. They were really. And
0: they weren't cliched versions of demons. No, not at all. They're actually really good takes on what a demon should look like right or at least some creepy subterranean thing but the the other reason i think that this was all hallucinogenic was because people had been seeing these things sporadically throughout the film and they never hurt anybody they would be there and suddenly they'd be gone
1: yes and so
0: you never saw anybody you saw people terrified by them but you never saw them actually do anything, which is part of the reason why. Now, the timing, of course, doesn't quite work. I mean, why the fuck would everybody suddenly hallucinate the same thing? But, again, I mean, I'm sure you could make arguments in support of, you know, either. So. Yeah. So that's my take on it, basically. And part of that, I will admit, is just, you know, it's, it's me hoping against hope. I, I, I just, I always feel so awful for people who you know they struggle and they struggle and they they survive and then they're punished for it basically yeah and so it's like you know these people tried so hard to survive especially the asian girl i loved the little asian girl
1: oh she was a little badass
0: oh I loved she was her. awesome and she was basically another victim of the blonde pervert and uh he almost got away with it with her and uh and she was i kind of d- wanted her
1: to be the one that just yeah. like, serrated him so I was I, a I agree disappointed, but. I
0: agree but it was pretty cool when she kicked the ever 11 shit out of him later on Okay
1: that was awesome I will
0: admit that. And when the two guys <laughs> when the guys are like if you don't tell us what we want to know we're going to let her have you <laughs> When he was <laughs> ducked out to the chair And basically yeah, that, I remember that so it, it was interesting it's like a it had a lot of nuances because there was this driving fear you know initially everyone's just afraid of the cultists then they're afraid of these whatever they are. You know, and then, of course, there's the added fear of has the rapture come? And, uh, and you know, people want to get home to their families. And there's also the fear, at least for the women, of this pervert who is a member of this cult. But I have a feeling he's only in the cult so that, you know, he can take advantage of people. I don't think he's necessarily a true oh, believer. No, I, I don't
1: think he was a true believer. And he was, he was looking at
0: laid, basically. Now, By force if necessary. Crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean he was obviously crazy, but Yeah,
1: but I mean he was crazy and just kind of using the cult as an excuse yeah. to be fucking crazy. Yeah.
0: I think he, he was portrayed as one of those sort of charismatic, soulless people that are able to gain power in uh uh groups like this. Yes. Because he was I, fairly prom- he was fairly high up on the, the hierarchy of the, the cultists, as memory. Oh, as
1: well, I just assumed, uh, even at, at some point, he was even possibly related to someone who was in the hierarchy. Somehow, right. I mean, uh, that was just some subplot, like right. I said, like fill in blanks, so...
0: Well, he uh, obviously you know. had some kind of prominence, because the the cultist girl who had sex with her boyfriend, um, whose name I have once again forgotten... <sighs> Julie. Julie. She yeah. had said, oh, I've seen you at church, you're a friend of the, the, the reverend, who was, like, the high muckety-muck of this this collection yeah and and then when he almost rapes her after he murders her boyfriend um and then the other cultists come in the old lady who stabs mike at the beginning says you know need i remind you i outrank you and then then he you know suddenly kowtows and oh i'm sorry you know she led me astray she has the devil in her and all of that so he obviously had some power
1: Oh, yeah, I, I think he was higher up than he was actually kind of, like, hinting at. Uh-huh. There was just a piece of me that kind of thought to myself, yeah, he's, like, he's the son of someone important. Yeah, you may have heard, like, just the nephew of the pastor like, or
0: something like that.
1: Yeah, which is why he hasn't been really, like, you know, told, you casted out or anything right. like that. Right, you know, made that the That was just line. the impression I
0: got. Uh, yeah, man, you um, could be, you could be right.
1: I will admit, though this this movie really got under my skin in some points. Uh-huh. I
0: Patrick, that I was the name of the blonde enjoyed guy.
1: Enjoyed it a lot, Patrick. Thank you. But um, <coughs> he, that movie really did get under my skin. Yeah, in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, so I was just like, it, it was really well done, and I wasn't expecting a lot. Like I said, I thought that the um, the acting was. A yeah, mediocre at best.
0: Well, some people but, were pretty good. Some people were okay, and then some people were community theater.
1: Yeah, and but I mean it didn't. But the fact, even though that you know that it wasn't the best acting in the world, it didn't take away from the film. Uh huh.
0: No, it no, actually, it really didn't.
1: It didn't, you know, add to the film. But I mean, it didn't really take away from the film at all. It was, I wasn't sitting there going oh my god, what the fuck, you know, type of thing. I didn't get all pissy or anything like that and was like, well... Yeah, this, it's, it yeah, it's not
0: yet. terrifically distracting. It's just every once in a while you'll be like, yep, community theater.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you just kind of like... And honestly, the, the place you probably saw it the most was at the very beginning. Yeah. Once the action kind of went into play, it really wasn't, you know, as noticeable.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like I said, I, I think it was choppy at first, Um I kind of went, What the fuck? at the very beginning when there's like Sassy Black nurse who who tells Karen who tells Karen that Vivian has killed herself and and the thing is is, you know, Karen's reaction is entirely appropriate. She's clearly upset. She looks like you know, she she looks like she's holding back tears. And then out of nowhere, Sassy Black Nurse goes, What was it? She said, It's like, wow, you know, you're hardcore, honey, or something like that. Like
1: it was random. Well, it, it's like, like
0: she's is... she's on the verge of tears. Obviously, she's not you know tough as nails or whatever it was she said. You you'll be tough as nails. It's yeah, like, some some, some gonna... shit like that. And it was it, just like, well, that was completely inappropriate for her visual cues. But
1: it, all they needed to do was kind of like swivel her head and go. Uh-huh.
0: Pretty like, much, yeah. Like, oh, for God's pretty says. much. It's so- <laughs> Shut the hell up. So that part was like, what? <laughs> but... Yeah, that
1: was that was a little jarring. And, like I said, and, and honestly, it wasn't, um, the girl who played Karen was actually, I thought, quite good.
0: Yeah, I thought she was a very um, good actress.
1: And the, the guy who played Mike, I loved. Yeah. I thought he was great.
0: He was and, very natural.
1: Um, yeah, but it was, there was just, and the guy who played Patrick, I thought was actually really
0: good, Uh-huh. Too. He I was a little... Was Again, like you said, he was chewing the, the, the scenery. He was very like community theater Fagin from Oliver, but for this yes. ca- for this for this character, it was appropriate.
1: Yeah, he was very over the top. He was very like, oh, I am crazy. Yeah,
0: but again, it was appropriate. I mean, and he was just so creepy that the the chewing the scenery. Whereas with some people, you just be like, yeah, whatever. But because he yeah. was so creepy already, it just it 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 became. I don't know, it somehow added to his performance instead of detracting from it.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of it was that the movie became, it, it became so over-the-top that the over-the-top acting just kind of worked for it. Right, well, only
0: sometimes, like, like the sense. old lady, the or the grandma lady, she was terrible.
1: Oh, she was awful, Especially, I, But it worked for me, but she was awful.
0: Right, I mean, but she, she was never, like, jarringly awful, but just, that was when I'd be like, yep, community theater,
1: oh yeah it, it, she's just like uh, uh, come children yes yeah you know, or like, her oh voice
0: just you've what was it you've 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 spoiled yourself or whatever with julie oh, yeah. the girl who slept she, with her boyfriend yeah, and her, you spoiled like, yourself or, Even
1: more because like every word she said she her voice was like trembling like she was like you know she had vibrato, right? So she'd be like, "Oh, you were spoiled, you like Linda the Goodwin. Yeah, and it yeah. Kind of laugh about
0: that. Yeah, you're right. She did actually. Uh,
1: like, whoa, yeah, and, and with her arms out and said, "Brothers." Yeah, they sing that creepy
0: oh, fucking song. And one and, thing, oh,
1: that song creeped me the fuck out. Oh yeah, and
0: then then I love that they they did like the slow like acapella version over the closing credits. I thought that was a nice uh, touch.
1: Yeah. I kind of had to turn off the credits by then. I was like, done. Yeah,
0: I'm done. I can't handle any more of this. But I can't hear this song anymore, one not. thing that I really want to give them credit for was that when the beepers went off, like a lot of people were like, huzzah, you know, the, the time has come. But a lot of people who were members of the cult were like, this can't be right. This can't yeah. be right. We we have to double check this, you know. So it wasn't, they, they didn't portray it as everyone was so brainwashed that they were just going to.
1: Yeah. Start stabbing. No, I, I agree with you. I, I think that if they they did portray it like that, it wouldn't have been as scary.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, totally. And and like uh like because there was the the slightly heavyset gray haired guy who was in with the the four. Oh yeah,
1: he was kind of the not the non believer, but the he was kind of reluctant.
0: Oh yeah, he was terrified. He wanted to he call and confirm. Himself. He didn't want to kill anybody. And
1: yeah, and even the character um who was he was part of the the cult. But he wasn't like with the cultists killing everyone. He was the one that worked. At yeah, the, with the um, pregnant
0: wife. But his wife was a true believer. Wife. Right.
1: Oh god, that that scene.
0: Yeah, that scene was, was awful.
1: Fucking disturbing. But he um, he was good too. I, I like the fact that you really didn't think he was gonna betray his. Well, a spoiler. <coughs> sorry. I think, well, we actually gave the. Yeah, alert
0: we already gave the, time, the spoiler so. alert. So.
1: Yeah, but he, I, I was, I liked the fact that it was one of those things where it was, he, you didn't really think he was going to be- betray, you really thought he was on, you know, the other guy's side, and then he betrayed him, and then, of right, course, but, shit went down with him. But
0: again, it was believable, because he did it, he didn't do it out of zealotry or conviction, he did it because he wanted to get to his wife and was afraid yeah. they would kill him so yeah
1: that was the reason he did it was for his wife it had nothing to do with
0: right he had no desire to hurt his friend but at the same time he knew his friend was i mean i don't condone what he did but i understand why he did it
1: yeah and and it was that and and also it was um you can tell in the relationship that his um his wife was the one that was the true believer yeah
0: well yeah she was the one who got him into it and he yeah he didn't really it seemed like he didn't really care one way or the other yeah, because he had said he had been Catholic and he didn't really believe in that, so he did. It didn't really seem to matter what church he was going to. Yeah,
1: he was just kind of doing it for her. It was right, obvious.
0: right. And so, yeah, that whole scene with her, ugh, that was oh, awful. Oh
1: God, I, that totally sh-
0: fucking stunned me. Yeah, that, that was, was like, like, oh God, is this over I was, yet? Uh,
1: like, it, it was. It was gratuitous and it worked. But it still fucking scared me. I was like, oh, oh you yeah. did not do that.
0: Oh, yeah. And I mean, it was just like, wow. Yeah, I'm like, you totally went
1: there. You fucking totally went uh-huh.
0: there. And uh huh. And it was all the more disturbing for it.
1: Should we describe it or should we just leave it a nah, let's, let No, let's leave it a
0: horrible surprise.
1: Okay, we're going to leave that a horrible surprise. When you see this movie, you'll know what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. About. Oh,
0: yeah, you will. You it's will.
1: It, it's fucking horrible.
0: But uh, I, yeah, I wanted to say too. One one reason why I also think that it was a it was all hallucinate hallucination induced was because you know by this point in time the survivors have all split up, and yeah. uh, and you know Karen sees the demons. It's implied that Mike sees them or he sees something. But the Asian girl whose name I have forgotten is uh, you know she has managed to. I mean that that poor kid was you know she was scrapping until the end and and they would have gotten her. She would have gone down fighting. Right, and they would have gotten her, but the beeper thing comes out, basically telling them all to take their pills to kill themselves. Yeah. And so you know they take it and they all fall over and they die and then the power cuts out and all you hear is her sort of sobbing in relief. Yeah. There's no, you know, she doesn't have any freak out moment. That's just. That's the end of the story for her. Yeah. So there's no implication that she sees anything, and and so I'm wondering if maybe she just hadn't eaten any of the muffins.
1: I would guess that she hadn't eaten the muffins. Because right. she was kind of the most level-headed through the only way. Everyone else was kind of freaking out a little bit. Right. But she was the one who was kind of, I, I hesitate to use the word level-headed, but...
0: Well, she, she had that hammer, and she was going to use it, so...
1: Yeah, I, I got to give her... Cra- I, the one thing that cracked me up, though, that I was like... Oh come on! Was at the very like I said the movie itself I loved, but there were moments of it that were kind of like let's go for like the cheesiest kind of cliche moment in dialogue or whatever to establish something. And her character was the one that kind of made me laugh the most because she um, she, she's on the train, she's got her little iPod in, and she's singing, and she's obviously supposed to be like the gothy clubby
0: right, yeah, the 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 club kid.
1: And she's singing, like, the, the fucking pagan song, like, pagan rock, which was, like, like something like, all the witches come out, and we're gonna burn the thing, and it's, like, so funny to me, because it was all, like, okay, she's listening to, like, <laughs> to quote-unquote, pagan rock.
0: <laughs> well, I she seemed walked,
1: like... I lashed my ass off. She
0: seemed like she was young enough that, you know, you could see it where she was doing it just to piss her parents off kind of thing. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, and I... Understand that, and but it just made me laugh. It it wasn't so much that what she was listening to was the lyrics they wrote, right? Right. Made me laugh, and if that's a real song, let me know because I need to know because that those lyrics were making me laugh. It was all like, "Let the witches burn, we're gonna burn everything."
0: Yeah, something like that. It was
1: so funny. I was like, "Oh my god!" Quote unquote, pagan rock.
0: Yeah, and I'm Uh, guessing, uh, I'm guessing it, well, I don't know, I'm guessing it wasn't an actual song, because all we ever heard was her singing it.
1: I don't think it was. I really think it was fake. Right. (laughs) that's just me.
0: And then she's accosted by Patrick. Uh,
1: Yeah. Oh, I'd like to tell you that the guy who played Patrick was in 300. Was he really? Apparently he, I'm looking at his IMDb, he played Free Greek Sculptor. (laughs) Huh. So I'm guessing he played like second to second shirtless guy from the top. Well, <laughs> he
0: was probably what I'm guessing he may have been the uh, the guy that I, he wasn't a Spartan. He was one of the I neighboring, was, the Greek soldiers who joined with them. Yeah, and Leonidas says, the, "What do you, what do you do?" Oh, and,
1: oh, I know what he was. He was the guy. I'm a sculptor.
0: That's right. The, and I'm and finished, he says, "Spartans, what are you?" And that's fucking hilarious.
1: But this gives me an excuse to go watch 300 again Because like, that's my porn Whatever, like I
0: need an excuse uh,
1: You know what, I don't actually I, I just don't. go to my studio and turn wow. it on And nobody knows what
0: I'm doing out there I don't care if anybody knows
1: And he also played Tony in The Day After Tomorrow, whoever the hell that was.
0: I never saw The Day After Tomorrow.
1: It's horrible, don't bother.
0: That's what I've heard.
1: (laughs) I I can go into, my favorite was, is I remember when that movie came out, and I was talking to my Canadian friends about that, and they're like, what you call disaster, we call winter. (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: kind of hilarious Well, considering the fact that you live in San Diego Yeah, that probably would constitute Uh, a disaster
1: Even I was all like What the hell, just close a couple windows, you'll be fine Why do you have all your windows open, you
0: (laughs) dipshit? When the white stuff falls from the sky
1: (laughs) You go inside
0: You close the windows and you turn on the heat Yeah, and they're all like We must burn the books for warmth And they're like, well, what about all the wood furniture you have in there, dipshit? Why don't you start with that? (laughs) 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 on so <laughs> this isn't the anyway, back to end of the line <laughs> this isn't the library it is alexandria what is it with you people in burning books
1: uh, <laughs> i will say one thing there was one incredibly hot guy in this movie to me was the guy who played i think it was john the brunette
0: which one the the guy who was trying to get home to his family or the boyfriend that, of the
1: the guy the tank top man
0: yeah he was fine
1: was that guy was that what was the character, Neil or John? I, don't I think remember. it was
0: John. I think Neil. No, maybe not. Maybe it was Neil. I think John was I the boyfriend. Was
1: I don't remember what the character's name was. All I know is I kept calling him tank top guy. Yeah, he was pretty hot. And he, when he got to whip off that shirt and was running in his tank top, I'm like, you can make the whole movie about him. Yes. And I will be happy. As maybe,
0: maybe someone else could get stabbed and then he could take off the tank top too. Cause I'd be okay with yeah,
1: that. I, I'm like, you could take that off. You can run around. for I would I'm be okay
0: cool with that. Yeah, but uh, I
1: actually liked his character too. I like that he was trying to get home. I did family. too. Yeah. Yeah, but it, honestly, what attracted me is he had that he was just running around tanked up.
0: Yeah, and he had some... Uh, uh, like, yeah, that, that was that we had a nice view to the gun show. Let's just put it yeah, like that. I was like, it, it
1: was the it was the guns. Yeah, guns did it for me. I'm like, he that vaguely
0: reminded me of John Cena, the professional wrestler. Something in know. the shape of his face, you yeah, would yeah, recognize John Cena if you saw him. All
1: right. Uh, Because I can't play, so the only professional wrestler that ever comes to mind is The Rock, just because I see Dwayne Johnson everywhere.
0: Yeah, well, Dwayne Johnson's also easy on the eyes, so Uh, you watch watch your filthy whore mouth.
1: You know what, if he was running around in tank top, I'd watch that too.
0: Yeah, I... You
1: know what, he could run through this room right now in a tank top, and I'd be like, where did you come from? Where are you going? Come back here. Come
0: back, you beautiful figment of my imagination.
1: Come back here, you beautiful man!
0: You veritable forest nymph, have a dance for me once more. (laughs) Yeah, it was good. I definitely recommend it.
1: Yeah, I I highly recommend it. I will agree with you. I actually think I recommend it more than Midnight Meat Train. Yeah, I do too. Um, Because I thought it was a pleasant surprise. I was actually expecting it to be a little more cheesy.
0: I was. Yeah, I was really. The way I was expecting this to go was I was expecting to absolutely adore Midnight Meat Train. And then I was expecting to go, "Yeah, end of the line was okay. Give it a check. yeah. and so i was I was really surprised with how solid a film it was.
1: It was a very solid film, I'd say the weakest link in it was the acting, yeah. to be perfectly honest. And like I said, you, you notice it the most in the beginning, because it's kind of just straight dialogue, and they're just right. doing a lot of setup, and you notice the acting mostly there. But once the film kind of gets rolling, and you get really into it, it, it kind of just, it, the, the over-the-top acting kind of works for the film.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: And honestly, creepy cult stuff is fucking scary.
0: Yeah. And these guys—they were just so happy yeah. to stab the ever-loving shit out of you. So.
1: Oh, one of my one of my favorite moments was the kids, the two boys, yeah, in the subway, thing, and the one, you know, the the one gets away.
0: Right, the two brothers, and
1: the other one uh, was it Mike? No, it wasn't Mike. It was the boyfriend of John, Julie, whatever his name was, John or yeah. whatever. He um he's the one that hits the one kid in the head and pretty much kills him right with them um, because that kid was gonna fucking kill them first well didn't the kid end up so, he, he ended
0: up it, stabbing somebody didn't he
1: the kids stabbed,
0: didn't he stab no, he mike again stab
1: someone. no mike got stabbed by the old lady
0: no you're thinking of uh neil got stabbed by the old lady mike, no, it was mike. the, it the was friend no no he got stabbed in the beginning but mike got stabbed again remember because she had to leave him
1: yeah, that was later on, but that wasn't by the kid. That was by someone else. Oh,
0: okay, okay.
1: Yeah, because Mike, Mike got stabbed by the old lady, and he lasted for a really long time. It wasn't until the very, very, almost near the very end where he got because they got surrounded. By right, he, and
0: he played dead. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. He played
1: dead, but um, so they killed the kid, and then that other kid took off. And I have to admit, what that was that creepy moment where after all the um, cult people took their cyanide tabs and and they're going down, and the one little boy. You know, and he was a little boy. He could have been older than maybe 12, 13. Yeah. And he's standing there, and, and he runs into um, Mike. Again, right. Because Mike manages to get
0: up. And Mike's and, thinking, and, oh, God, because he doesn't have much fight left in him.
1: Yeah, and he's trying to find Karen, and that little kid is going, you you ruined my chance, you, you killed my friend, and, and right. I ran away. They and left now me I'm all
0: gonna,
1: alone. You know, that was a genuinely creepy moment. Uh-huh. Uh, for me, when the little kid is saying, I'm not going to get into heaven now, and that's your fault. Right. And I thought that was really
0: just unnerving. Well, and Mike was so debilitated by that point in time that if the kid had decided to go after him, the kid probably would have won that fight.
1: Oh, yeah. He probably could have because he was Cause just... Because he was
0: barely upright by that point.
1: Oh, yeah. Totally.
0: So yeah, I mean it was a very unsettling movie. I mean this is not a fe- not, neither of these are what you call feel good movies. So no,
1: uh, but I have to admit that um, that I felt that End of the Line was more of a roller coaster ride than uh, Midnight Meat
0: Train. Yeah, I agree. It was and... a little
1: more. It was more action packed. It, it moved really fast. Um, so I can and I consider uh, Midnight Meat Train a little more like a little slower pace, a little more of a drama.
0: Yeah. With and, a really bloody drama, but...
1: Yeah, I, I will say this one thing that made me laugh, because remember, both of us were trying were cursed and trying to watch End of the Line, apparently. Right, yeah. Where you couldn't find it, and then I was having trouble with my Netflix yeah, DVD yours of it. Yeah, kept, yours
0: kept breaking during the sex scene.
1: Yeah, that's what it was. I, so apparently, that whole DVD was completely and utterly fucked up and scratched during the, the train sex scene between Julie and his... And it wasn't even that enticing of a sex scene, as far as I can No, tell. I mean, I
0: think it was a very realistic first-time sex scene between a yeah. young couple.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it wasn't even that long.
0: Either no, I which thought, it, I, well, it wouldn't have been. I couldn't
1: tell because the damn thing kept skipping, so I really couldn't tell. But I laughed because I was like, alright, who's the jackass that was getting off watching this? Yeah, rewinding and
0: rewinding and rewinding. <laughs> and
1: rewinding and rewinding again. Yeah, I was
0: like, come All on. Alright, pervert, on. move on.
1: You jackass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, jackass. <laughs> yeah, I finally ended up, I had to I tried to see if maybe some place would have it streaming, and of course nobody did. Or you'd do of like course. a GIS search, and it'd be like, free streaming movies, except it's not free. So finally All I right. just went to a site that said, pay us some money and you can watch it. And I'm like, fuck it. Here's yeah. my 250 Let me watch the fucking movie. It's like,
1: um, uh, fuck, what the hell? I'm sorry. My... <laughs> Uh, I, I, as soon as I mentioned You know Talking to you About my nightmare fuel And then my husband Does the nightmare fuel To me uh, Through the door I'm sitting here Talking to you About this movie And then I hear My front door Which is the noisiest Fucking thing in the world Shut and lock
0: Oh lovely i sure
1: my husband Just came through it So I'm talking to you And I hear and I'm, like, I'm gonna die and Cindy so pees the a little cult member Comes in and stabs
0: him with the crucifix uh, <laughs> Please I'll... call the police <laughs> you hear me screaming on this podcast, call nine one one. Stacy has my address. So she can handle that part of it. <laughs> so there you go. We're gonna end up in as the, the supposed scream of the chick dying on nine one one in the music. It's-
1: yeah, it's gonna be, I'm gonna be an urban legend. I yep. just knew it someday. She was killed on a podcast. Oh, just, <laughs> I'm too fucking paranoid to be killed in a podcast. There's knives everywhere in my house. If I'm going down, I'm taking that yeah, no with shit. me. Yeah,
0: no shit. I might stuff. die, but I'm not gonna be the only one.
1: Yeah, I am taking that fucker with me. Yep. Hey, honey. You scared me again. What the hell was that noise? Oh, honey, put your gun away. <laughs> <laughs>
0: is that a euphemism is max not wearing pants no
1: it actually was his handgun he has out oh no now it's a euphemism Aww, Thank you. I, oh that's my nice my home life ladies and gentlemen that's so sweet yay he just came out holding his handgun with his dick hanging out
0: that's nice <laughs> well at least he wasn't holding his dick in his hand and pointing it at you
1: at least he didn't have the gun in his pants
0: is <laughs> it cocked da da <Da-da-da-da-da>. da 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 da
1: boing <laughs> <laughs> And he's having a good night tonight am well, both of them
0: anyway <laughs> <clears throat> you hope till he pees on you
1: well he may I don't know it's been a long night <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh shit I'm so glad my mom doesn't listen to the show boy no
0: shit man and
1: I, I would like to point out once again how the fuck did I get married just,
0: uh, you found actually, someone perfect for you
1: pointing out I actually should be pointing out this episode. How the fuck did
0: he get married? Yeah, I think maybe that's the uh, the better question. I think it's because he wooed oh, you oh, with the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark uh, lines underneath Tarzan's treehouse at Disneyland.
1: I, I, yeah, I think it was him quoting um, quoting Raiders of the Lost Ark to me wearing the uh, Indiana Jones Yeah, I, I'm I the one
0: who told him what to say to you, too. The
1: spell of the really strange Navy man.
0: I'm the one who told him what to say, <laughs> yeah. too, so... Uh,
1: yeah, he kind of looks like Tim Curry
0: too, so that kind of yeah, he does a little
1: bit.
0: I could see that. Doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah I could see that. Kind okay.
1: of the 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 eyes. Welcome to Husband Cat.
0: Welcome to what the fuck does Cindy's husband look like? Today we're uh, gonna just we're gonna compare him to a variety of different uh, actors, some of whom you may or may not uh, know. Uh, <laughs> so Cincinnati one thing. Uh,
1: through the building hope God got
0: a cock hanging out Woo! <laughs> <laughs> both are cocked and ready to go thank you and good day ladies and gentlemen and I like that joke so much I decided to bring it out twice thank you and good night <laughs> so one thing I want to say too I gotta I, I have a couple of recommends before we call it quits tonight okay first of all Sorry, he's doing strange things behind me. Please, I'm just gonna keep my. Did he put his wiener back in his pants? No,
1: he went running through the room with his Indiana Jones hat on, holding a gun.
0: But did he put his wiener away? That's the question. <laughs> I don't know. He was running too fast. See now, what I, I what I want him to do is I want him to walk in and gently rest his penis on your shoulder.
1: <laughs> there is a little piece of me that just died right now. Oh my god. I know you can hear me, honey. Leave the room. <laughs> no, no, no. No, they what?
0: I hear you in the other room the living
1: room, the game room, and the kitchen. Hey, um, Gare Bear, why don't you edit this shit? Out? <laughs>
0: Or else we're going to have to give Maxie a co-star credit. Yeah, then we're going to have to, and then it's going to be the three
1: of us. Goddamn, this is why I used to podcast. This is why I miss the fact that he doesn't go to fighter practice anymore. <laughs> Someone used to are podcasting in the house when he wasn't here. What are you doing to me? Go ahead and do your recommends. I'm going to mute my mic.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, my first recommend is, is you have got to listen to Patrick uh, over at Scream Queens, and that's Queens with a Z. So want to hear that? Oh my God! You will love him. He is the angriest gay redhead in New York, and he has opinions, and you will I know love these angry opinions.
1: Gays, that's all I'm going to say.
0: Oh, you 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 will love him. Seriously, uh, you will love I him. Can't wait. I, I actually
1: love listening to him when he used to leave voicemails on um, Night of Living Podcast and on um, Could, yeah on Cadaver Lab. And the sure drunken zombie
0: my, ones are pretty funny too. Yeah, I
1: have to listen to drunken zombie still, but um, man he makes me laugh uncontrollably oh yeah for him i wanna like i wish he was my neighbor because i'd come over and like borrow a cup of gay from him oh yeah i would and i would just like sit in his house and we'd watch movies and we would be bitchy together and it would be fucking awesome <laughs>
0: well it he would. he does he does gay bitchy and new york angry at the same time and it's fucking yes. beautiful it is i mean it is it is a work of fucking art
1: Nice. Yeah, you're my hero, Patrick. I adore
0: you. So, for those of you who aren't listening, go subscribe. You will not regret it.
1: Scream Queens with a Z.
0: <laughs> and even if it's if,
1: on the list, I'm going to start subscribe. I'm going to subscribe to it as soon as uh, possible. Yes, so. and just
0: remember, no matter how fabulous you are, you can't have his tiara. And also, pussy farts.
1: Oh, I like that.
0: Yeah, he talks about pussy farts occasionally. Oh, my
1: God, I need to hear this. It's,
0: yes, you really do. Oh,
1: my God. I wonder if we can get him to do a guest stint
0: on I that. don't know. He might. Well, I don't know. He's, it's hard to say. I mean, he's all over the, I, the blogosphere, so. I don't
1: know. I think he possibly would. I, I think it would just be a, a a pile of a gay mess if we went to.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, it would just be a, 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 it would be terrifying. Part of
0: me wants to, like, get. His podcast and SassyCast together, but I'm afraid it might turn into a catfight of epic proportions.
1: I think it would. That's why I'm a little terrified. There would be angry gays everywhere yes. between Roy and Chris battling, and and Patrick battling for who's the most fucking fabulous. I would just get lost in that mess.
0: Yes, but dear God, we could sell tickets and make a mint.
1: Oh my fucking god! Are you not, kidding? I would make so much money if I could.
0: It'd be like what, what? 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 can we call it? It'd be like the Queen Throwdown.
1: Yeah, it would be. It would be hail to queen, the Queen. Ma'am. It would be totally like, you know, cage match queens.
0: Oh, totally. Totally.
1: It would been fucking awesome. Cat fight queens. And my goal is someday for him to send us an email, or when we finally fucking get voicemail activated, he sends us a voicemail. Yeah. If, we, if he ever contacts us, that mo- I know that we've made it. In
0: the <laughs> so. Well, he's just getting started. I mean, he's he's got more than we have, but uh, only by a couple. But, you know, he actually puts them out on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then my second recommend, and this isn't a podcast, but people, I haven't heard much. In fact, the only mentioned re- reference I've heard to it, as has actually been on Patrick's show, is the new Scooby-Doo, Mystery Inc. on Cartoon Honestly, Network.
1: Honestly, I, I watched an episode of it, and I loved
0: it. Oh my god, it is so fucking funny. I watched the new episode for this week. They made a reference to the cabinet of Dr. Caligari, and they made a reference to fucking Dead Alive, the Peter Jackson movie. Oh, my God. Yes. I need to watch Yes, yes. Velma's mother is yelling at someone on the phone and says, when I order a crate full of uh, Sumatran rat monkeys from Skull Island, I expect to get them. Oh, my I God. fucking died. I had, like, a nerd orgasm. It was awesome. That's awesome. I, so,
1: I've only
0: seen one episode of it. It was the one where I think it was Daphne joined a goth band yes and there was a and, and Scooby's new best friend was a ventriloquist it was a puppet because he was pissed off at Shaggy because Shaggy and Bella oh, were trying to date
1: oh my god I thought it was gonna die and I used to, I was a big old Scooby-Doo head when I was a kid so this is just like yes been, this like, is
0: awesome. this uh, is perfect because it, it's kept all of the cool stuff from various you know the various incarnations of Scooby-Doo and and, and it's sort of spun it together it's it's got a really great design it's it, it's a, it it's reminiscent of the original but it's it's got its own take they've kept the 70s flavor with current technology so like everybody's fabulous and wearing like bell bottoms and big sunglasses and afros but you know they're like I texting i
1: I really I really absolutely love that th- they made freddie an idiot
0: oh yeah well he's not just an idiot he's fucking clueless he's like sublimating all of his sexual urges into making traps
1: oh my god i absolutely love that and he's like an idiot
0: savant with traps it's fucking hilarious
1: i love that one episode i saw when he's all like daphne i'm no longer a man (laughs) i
0: I care (laughs) what's the deal but so one thing that's really cool is it's an ongoing story so it's it's mystery of the week, but it's building up to something else. Um, the voice acting, I cannot fucking believe some of the people that got to be in it. Louis Black has a recurring character as Mr. E. Oh, now I really am. Uh, Frank Welker is, is Freddy, as he should be, because Frank Welker is the original Freddy. And Matthew Lillard is doing Shaggy.
1: Which I, I thought
0: that was him. Yep.
1: But, I, I, you know, even though Matthew Lillard, I found out was a complete douchebag to a friend of mine at Comic Con, I still think he's kind of hot. So, oh, really? No, no, that's too bad.
0: He always seemed like a nice guy.
1: I know. She she told me it was a it, it was a friend of mine who was selling t shirts at Comic Con, and he came up and just was a total douchebag. To oh, her. that's too bad. So it made me sad. It kind of like totally like you know destroyed an illusion of him. I thought he was going to be a totally like cool guy. Right. Alas, unfortunate. Unfortunately, not douchebag to my friend, huh. but I'd probably still do him if I knock him unconscious yeah. and like rule over him and then be like, say my name, bitch, you know, and do those of like conquest things.
0: Well, he does a really men good just, job of shagging, so.
1: don't find me sexy, so.
0: <laughs> Well, obviously, your husband does if he's running around with his penis out. He
1: likes being conquested.
0: I don't know. Conquered.
1: I will straddle over you and make you scream my name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and suddenly, like, half of our male listeners just creamed in their pants.
1: I actually would like to just say, hey, Gray, so remember that. <laughs> he's nice. He's never going to talk to me again, that poor man. Nice. I swear to God, I scare the shit out of that poor guy. Nice. And he's so fucking adorable,
0: and I always laugh because
1: I scare <laughs> the shit out of him. But- I'm sorry, Gray.
0: But yeah, you're so cute. you look like Matt Damon, and that does it for me. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. You like how she's telling you about how you turn her on, but you can never have her. Yeah, that's I'm really nice sure of her. I
1: might as well just you know rub a little salt in that
0: wound. <laughs> yeah, why don't you spit on him while you're at it? Maybe kick just, him in the nuts while he's down.
1: So when we meet at Horror Hound, I'm gonna do absolutely nothing to you. Just wanted to let you
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and just for Matthew, nut sack. There you go, sugar. Don't say I never oh gave you god, nothing. you made me spit. You made me spit. <laughs> Check mark for today. Oh
1: my god. This whole, like, damn, this whole podcast should have just been three hours of us yelling nut at the, the way we were going.
0: Well, no, cock, and then we're, you know, our ball is nutsack. It's like, cock, cock, nutsack,
1: we're gonna emasculate men. Cock, talker, cock, talker, talker.
0: talker, 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 wiener, wiener, wiener.
1: Exactly. Wiener,
0: wiener, wiener.
1: And the thing is, is, I had maybe half a glass of wine. This is just all natural loopiness, right?
0: Now. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking loopy too, but that's because uh, I'm tired, so.
1: <laughs> and then guess what? They're shipping me off to the Canadians tomorrow, yep. so there you so go. So
0: remember what I said about an international incident?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> there you go. All right, so shall we tell them what we got planned? Yeah,
1: why don't you let her
0: rip? Okay, so what we're hoping to do is instead of our usual, <laughs> quote unquote, every two weeks, which yeah, tends to I, turn into every two months with our, our current schedules. Yeah. Um, what we're hoping to do is to try and put out one one a week for the rest of October, just, you know, kind of in honor of our favorite holiday. And uh, if you have to ask what that is, fuck you. And I hope you die in a fire. And uh, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I will kick no, you in the nuts, not. however. No, she's not.
1: She's not.
0: not. <laughs> well, for karmic reasons, I have to cover my ass. Okay, well, never
1: mind.
0: Anyway, so... Uh, so what we're thinking of doing is we're going to change up the format a little bit because I know I didn't, and I don't think you, in the exception of this podcast, we didn't want it to just be another movie review.
1: No, I agree. It is October, and it's Halloween, and I uh, just feel like we should do a little special stuff. Yeah, and
0: so what I was thinking, and Sin's agreed with me, is we could focus less on movies on these next upcoming podcasts and sp- focus more on spooky occurrences favorite ghost stories maybe urban legends from the area you know that each of us has lived in and then we'll do one movie just to you know kind of give it a little and we've
1: got quite a few things to talk about too i know that we've got our you know whaley house stuff to talk about and the graveyard incident and you know just shit that's happened
0: oh yeah speaking of which i so i'm watching uh you know so if you read on our blog, you you know that Cindy and I kind of have a an ongoing relationship with the Whaley House in uh, Old Town San Diego. Yes, yeah, it's an on and off again
1: thing. So at the
0: last convergence, we uh, went to have dinner at uh, Creole Cafe, which is an excellent restaurant right behind the Whaley House.
1: Yes, if you're if you're ever in San Diego, go to Creole Cafe. It's excellent, excellent New Orleans Creole. Food. Yes, and fabulous. Let them know that you know Cindy. And they might give you a discount. I don't know if they will or won't, but they
0: might. You never know, know. Or, so, hey, maybe they'll give Cindy a discount next time she goes for kicking the mortar at Yeah, but, customers. If, you
1: know, it's a win-win situation for me. Because, <laughs>
0: yeah, <there you> go. <laughs> but anyway, so we went to, to the, the Creole Cafe, and I had truly, truly awesome uh, crawfish etouffee. And I went out to use the bathroom, and you, the bathroom is in a separate outhouse. That outhouse, I didn't know it until a couple days ago, is where Violet Whaley killed herself.
1: That, and you know what, that house ha- that little um, little outhouse restroom there, and it's a functioning restroom. It actually has plumbing in it. It's yeah, not I technically mean, an outhouse, but, but it's, it's just an a attached
0: little, bathroom now, basically. I
1: usually don't like using that bathroom, because it makes me feel a little unnerved if I go in yeah. there by myself. Yeah, I well,
0: I was kind of thinking the same thing, and I was just talking it up, too. It's dark. I'm by myself. But I was, I was happy to be done peeing and wash my hands and get the hell out of there. And uh, and then I found out I think yesterday while I was watching the Travel Channel, and they were doing one of the scariest places in America three oh, or whatever talk it is. About the
1: fucking Whaley House. Oh and yeah. Those places. Oh yeah.
0: Well, this one was actually kind of cool because they did touch on things other than the Whaley House, the Winchester Mansion, that kind of shit. Lizzie Borden no, bed breakfast. The um,
1: little Lizzie Borden's house was the other one I was gonna right. bring up. So
0: so it was it was pretty cool. But yeah, so <laughs> that that might explain some of the. uh, Feelings of discomfort that I experienced while I was in there. Yeah,
1: that, that restroom always kind of unnerves me. Ever. I'm always expecting there to be some sort of potty ghost floating around. Yeah,
0: there. well, see, I have kind of a phobia of public restrooms anyway. Because, mm. I mean, I, I have detailed on the blog my... I mean, I have a specific fear and I've explained it. And and it's creepy and upsetting. And and that bathroom didn't help any with that. Let's just put it like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, no ghoulie jumped up and grabbed my butt or anything like that, but at the same time, I'm not really comfortable taking my pants off in a room where someone, in a fit of despondency, shot herself.
1: Yeah, it's a little unnerving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah so. I can't wait to take you to Creole Cafe again Yeah, well,
0: I won't be peeing there, so I don't really care That's
1: okay, you can just go pee in a bush, nobody will ever I know I will, it's
0: old town, I'll just, you know, put on a corset and a bustle And I'll be like, what, I'm in costume
1: uh, I just put on a corset and a bustle and squat Nobody will know what you're That's doing That's true,
0: actually, all that. with all the skirts yeah.
1: yeah,
0: they'll just be like, huh Why is it wet
1: looks, here? <laughs> look at her, she looks authentic Look <laughs> at her, I guess she's stretching her legs And huh? I'll be yeah.
0: like, yep, I'm peeing, they'll, they'll never yeah. know
1: Be like, fuck you! I'm peeing.
0: Totes peeing. It'd be awesome. The beauty of it is, is the skirts are so long. I don't have to wear panties under them. (laughs) No one will ever know. That's right. It's a perfect plan. (laughs) Oh my god! It's brilliant. Brilliant. Okay, well. we'll
1: we'll definitely be getting into our um, detailed stories. uh, Honestly, I think you have more than I do.
0: Yeah, Uh, but I mean, that's why I want to talk about. Like, I mean, every neighborhood has a creepy house. Every neighborhood had a creepy story you know there was always something happened to somebody once blah 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 yeah and so you know i want to talk about it doesn't have to be necessarily anything that happened to us it could be something that happened to friends it could be you could talk about the ghost in the the costume uh, theater oh, yeah. at uh, san diego state university so i'm thinking so I got that many. i'm sorry well
1: i didn't say
0: anything oh i'm sorry <laughs> And so what? Uh, mic is
1: haunted, oh my god. <laughs> Speaking of which.
0: Maybe if you quit putting it in your butt, it wouldn't be.
1: Oh no, it's my husband putting it in his butt.
0: Of course, of course. Yeah, Don't let Roy hear you know, this.
1: Oh, those crazy Navy guys.
0: Well, for what those I've heard crazy, about submariners. Wacky sailors. <laughs> well, you know, the submarines were full of seamen, so.
1: Yeah, like, what would they say it was like, um was it. 24 men go down and 12 couples return. Yeah, something like sure. that. Oh, he's yelling it to me in the other room now, so <laughs> <laughs> hell, honey, anyway.
0: Yeah, don't tell Roy. Roy will become convinced he's gay. Roy will
1: just suddenly be like, let's join the Navy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Roy would do well with uh, people telling him what to do.
1: Yeah, they, they already think my husband's kind of a bowl full of sex, so they're trying to find ways to seduce him I'm all Like, you know what? There's a whole, like, can of worms you're opening there that you don't even know. <coughs> yeah, you pretty much. You don't even know the, the, the pain that you are opening yeah, right now. Yeah, pretty much. no fucking idea, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Because my husband has two things. No shame and a really bad sense of humor.
0: Well, and so not sure. to mention a flair for uh, costume.
1: And a, and a flair for costume, he does. And the cutest little butt. Anyway, it um, has <laughs> been three hours talking about Sydney's husband's ass.
0: Yes, I think perhaps it's time to wrap.
1: I think so. So, um, before we leave, I'm just going to say one more time, if, unless you missed me vamping for Stacy, was uh, you can contact us, if you like, at our email at uh, creepykitchgals at gmail.com. And remember, kitch is spelled K-I-T-C-H. On purpose. On purpose, I swear to God. Kitsch to rhyme with bitch. You can check out our blog, which we update, despite the fact that we don't have as much time as we used to. We still kind of update it um, now, especially that it's October, at creepykitsch.blogspot.com.
0: I have a bunch of stuff planned, so.
1: Yeah, you can also find um, teasers for our upcoming episodes and that sort of thing, and And you can also find us on Facebook if you just search for Creepy Kitsch. Uh, You can also follow us on Twitter, though I have been absent from Twitter for the last couple of weeks because my life has been crazy. But you can find us on Twitter. Um, Stacy you can find as Lemon Witch. Uh, That would be Lemon underscore Witch. And you can find me as sinsangel42, and sins is spelled C-I-N-S. Right. So go ahead and add us. Uh, yeah, I we're love friendly. love so if you add us, I'd be all, I'll be all excited and be like, there's someone following me on Twitter, Yeah." Yeah,
0: I've got so, some links I can share with also you. let us
1: know if you like the podcast. Yeah. I like to hear when people...
0: I do know, too, actually, to and, so... And,
1: and, and I like to hear that people are listening to us that are you know, good friends.
0: Right, so people I asked, who have to. If,
1: if listen to us, so people who have to or are required to listen to us, I'd like to hear if someone else who doesn't know us personally right. uh, listens to us or, you know, anything, just, you know, write us in, leave a message, tell us you like our tits, anything. We're, sure,
0: sure. T- yeah. And one thing, too, um... If you don't hear from us right away, we're not ignoring you. You haven't pissed us off. We're just occasionally slow on responding.
1: Yeah, honestly, both of us are kind of crazy busy. You're, um, Stace is still in school, and I work full-time, so it sometimes can be a little a little harried. But right. we, we do check our email. We do try to check as often and try to stay in correspondence. And we both check the creepy kid's Gmail. So yeah. um, you can write to both of us there. Yep. So, there it is.
0: Okay, sounds good to Back me. I'm
1: going to check the creepy kid's email right now. I oh, think no, you should. Nothing on there. Probably. <laughs>
0: so. Well, Metal Mikey was saying he was going to write to us, so. Oh, and uh, that's that's a shout out to, if you like action movies, go listen to him. Metal Mikey's Action Attraction. He has yeah. oh, the cutest Mike little Midwestern, uh... in, I will say, oh, he, he did didn't... not write oh, in, a bitch.
1: so you bastard, you better fucking write
0: in. Mikey, you're a bitch. You're a bitch. Now, you're don't a go bitch.
1: listen
0: to Action Attraction. Yeah, we okay. redact it. Action Attraction? Redacted. redacted.
1: Yeah.
0: Redaction. Him. Jim Cotta, <laughs> motherfucker. Jim Cotta. You know what?
1: Honestly, it's a fun podcast. Listen it is. And,
0: like, he, and he, he is has the cutest way. Midwestern accent you've ever heard.
1: He does. He has a great accent. He's adorable. He, he's also probably the biggest cheerleader we or any horror podcast oh, yeah. we ever have. Oh, yeah. And I can't wait to figure out how to fucking do voicemail so we can have his cute little Midwestern accent <laughs> on <our> podcast. <laughs> Okay. And I also want to say, once we get um, um, voicemail on this, hey, you, I know you're listening, Gray. You better call in. You <laughs> better call in. And and so I can, you know, uh, totally threaten you with stuff you'll never be able to touch.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I want I want Mike from Cadaver Lab to call in too, because I figure we he probably owes us for all the shit we've done to him on his show's voicemail.
1: All I know is Mike's probably going to call in and be all goat with pink and hang out.
0: <laughs> well, if he doesn't, I will, so.
1: Oh, you're a bitch. We're going to call in our own voicemail. <laughs> sure, why not?
0: Why the fuck not? Well,
1: we're hoping to get voicemail up in a, by the new year, so um, keep your fingers crossed, people. We're still trying to figure out our technology. Yeah, so pretty much. So if we get it out, please call in.
0: And of course, I'll hail the gear bear.
1: Yeah, all hail to Gare Bear, our editor. We're going to be sending this episode out. Gare Bear, we love you. We love you, Gare Bear. You're the best. You, you are, are awesome.
0: Okay, dude, we got to stop. because
1: <laughs> <laughs> It is three fucking hours of a summer. Yes, class.
0: i got to go to bed. i got class in the morning. I know, i got to get up at five in the morning to catch my flight. So. Okay, all right, all right, so we love you. Good night. Love you. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Excuse me. And, oh, that was lovely. You like that? I'm sick. <laughs> that so was hot. I'm sharing it with everybody. You want some horror? Yeah, I'm blowing some pretty, horror right out of my nose. We're,
1: we're going to end up on some sort of Korean porn site where Probably. it's just like about people blowing their
0: nose. Right. It'll it'll be, you know, the the site that, that trumps cake farts or something horrible yeah, exactly. like that.
1: It's going to be like nose blowers. Uh
0: huh. <laughs> on poor, you know, nose blowing on Skype. There you go. There,
1: but, you know what? I'm sure there's a fetish for it. There's a fetish for everything. I'm sure
0: there is. I have absolutely no doubt.
1: Though, honestly, uh, Max and I have really had trouble finding uh, gay Republican black midget Nazi porn.
0: Well, somebody tried looking up, it was like Eskimo, Eskimos picking their nose or something. I think it was, I don't remember who it was. And she couldn't find anything for that. And we were frankly surprised. But she could find, like. That
1: does surprise
0: me. She could find nose picking fetish porn, but she couldn't find Eskimo nose picking fetish porn.
1: How the hell is that hot?
0: Hot. How is cake farting hot?
1: Okay, I'm sorry. I was correcting my husband. It was. What was it, honey? Gay, transsexual, black midget Nazis. That's what he was looking for. Did you hear that?
0: Yes. Loud and clear, actually. Ladies and Ladies gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, Max. my
1: husband.
0: Mister Sins.
1: Mr. Sins!
0: Take a bow, honey, take a bow. He
1: he just kind of wandered
0: out. Yeah, well, he's been drinking. Yeah,
1: yeah. We've both been drinking. (laughs) Uh, There's been some alcohol. You may hear him wailing on Rock Band in the other room. Well,
0: that's probably no worse than shit they've heard in the background in the past. (laughs)
1: Like everything falling down and cats meowing.
0: Yeah, or me hurting myself, or.
1: Yeah, or me hurting myself. Yeah, or,
0: you know, us talking about blue waffles, or. Oh,
1: by the way, apparently I started a trend amongst my friends who listen to this podcast because now everyone that I go do the SCA with has googled the the damn blue
0: waffle. Oh, really? Oh, I'm so I'm so happy.
1: All of them are fucking blaming me. (laughs) That's the annoying part.
0: You're welcome. You're a bitch, man. You're so Well, if it makes you feel any better, Mike fucking blue-waffled me back today, the son of a bitch. Oh, yeah? What'd he do? He just was like, hey, I listened to your What the Fuck episode, and I thought you'd like this, and he posted a link, and I stupidly clicked on it, and bam, blue-waffle. Oh. <laughs> it's like, you son of a bitch. I
1: love you, Mike. You're yeah, right.
0: that's okay, because now I feel like I've been challenged, and I know things that are worse yeah. than the blue-waffle.
1: He's, you're gonna send something of, like, some guy getting fucked by a horse that's what no happened. i have no desire to see
0: mr hands but
1: uh there was uh, i got in the middle of a flame war that's all i'm going to say an email flame war oh, dear. where it pretty much ended with a video of a guy getting fucked by a horse yeah that was
0: probably mr hands
1: That no, was great he died of that yeah that was the video yep
0: mr it, hands yeah that was in washington actually if memory serves it was over on the west side somewhere
1: you know what i did find out is that that was the cousin of a friend's ex-girlfriend
0: uh-uh for real
1: so, for real
0: who would admit that
1: uh, she was kind of
0: weird, so. uh, Apparently. Yeah.
1: Maybe, no
0: it a, maybe it was a maybe it's a family thing, and she secretly yearned to fuck horses, too?
1: I have no idea. I don't want to know. I
0: there just, are certain
1: things in the universe that should not be unearthed. That's true. Well, you know. That's true. There you
0: go. Your latent tendencies towards bestiality really is something that you should keep to yourself.
1: Yeah, I have absolutely no desire to get fucked by a horse. I have
0: no desire to get fucked by any animal, or to fuck an animal for that. Well, okay, yeah. a big burly man animal, but...
1: No, those don't count. Those you know, don't count as
0: in, those, I want to fuck you like an animal. Jump. Closer, nine inch nails. I oh, like yeah. that song. But, it's I mean, me those, happy. Th- that's still like a you know that there's a difference between wanting to fuck someone like an animal and right. fucking so- an animal. <laughs> right? No, I I agree with you. I think that this is a a very specific point that we needed to address mm-hmm. so that we could see that there really is. While the line is fine, there is a line. So
1: exactly. And um, I, I would say that one is for you, Quincy. But
0: I don't think I Quincy think- wants that one. No, I think Quincy's going to throw that one right back. Yeah, I think so, love too. You. Love you, Quincy. We love you. We love you. Oh, and just for you, Quincy, once again, I'm not wearing any pants. You know what? You need to All right. Woo, the totally no pants cast. Tonight. Pantsless cast. Oh, it's total
1: pantsless cast Hell tonight. Yeah. good night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's finally gotten getting cold here, so I'm actually, I should be wearing pants because it's cold in my house, but. You
1: know, it's starting to get a wee bit less sweltering here uh but the back room where we have all our computer stuff is always fucking hot right because so of the machinery. i'm in my jammies and after this i have to finish packing because i'm going to Canada. so home of the canuck home of the canuck one of my canadian friends is getting married and i'm gonna go celebrate with them this weekend so it's gonna be fun
0: there may be an international incident ladies and gentlemen they're May. Um I am bringing my passport. It doesn't mean I might get back over the barrier. So... Well, let's hope the passport's enough for when the inevitable Canadian <laughs> what the hell? I'm sorry. Huh? You okay? Oh no, I'm having an asthma attack, actually. Okay. Alright. It's fine. Alright, so while she has an asthma attack, like <coughs> bam. I'm I'm also I'm also sick, so that's aggravating my asthma. Oh,
1: yeah, please don't pass the germs through the mic. I can't afford getting sick right now. I'm trying so hard
0: to send them to you on the internet.
1: Thank you. Don't send me a, a virus. Intergerms. Just... Yeah. yeah. by the way,
0: 1993 called and they want that joke back. You know what?
1: I I don't even think there was as much interwebs in 1993, was there? I was yeah,
0: there was. the uh, I think email started in 92. Like wow. available for public use other yeah. than, you know, as a military installation.
1: Well, and there's your um, fun fact of the week.
0: Folks, well, don't right quote there. me on that. This is on... <laughs> <coughs> I'm basing that on something someone else told me in passing in a conversation, and who knows if she pulled it out of her ass or not. All right. Well, if that is <coughs> correct,
1: if we are correct, send us an email. If we are wrong, who gives a shit? Yeah, if we're wrong, <laughs> keep it
0: to yourself. Nobody cares. All
1: right, there you go. Nobody
0: nobody likes a know-it-all. Okay. No. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, nobody does. I'm married to know-it-all, but. He, he, he's got a, he, he he's good in bed, so, you know, Well, I,
0: there you go. Sometimes it's good to be a know-it-all.
1: I have my druthers. <laughs> so. It's good to have standards. <laughs> it's good to have
0: standards. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh. So
1: while Stacy dies, why don't I um, introduce the next segment? Sure, sounds like a plan. Do you want to start with uh, Horror Crush or... Do not have anyone
0: for a crush. Um, let's do the weekly fuck off instead. While I think about okay, a, a horror crash. <laughs> All right, you get to lead That's in okay. with this I one. Actually this I actually
1: mean, This this episode, I actually have a crush for a change, instead of only went out of my ass while we frantically vamp. So <laughs> we
0: do. Well, what would would you so, rather do, the horror crush I mean,
1: no, no. no let's start with weekly fuck off because I got the tell.
0: Okay, you tell the tale.
1: All right. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, go
0: ahead. Cause mine is mine. Right. Mine pisses me off, so I got to build okay, up. Well, to this it.
1: one's actually it pissed both of us off at the time. It's a delightful story.